All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of our ongoing episodically modular series, uh, Nuns, uh, no, not Nuns in Space. Oh, boy, where I guess I'm in space here. There's none nuns here. It's a, it's for our ongoing episodically modular series. I guess there was a pathway in my brain I didn't even realize was there. I just discovered a new pathway. Uh, this is our ongoing episodically modular, which means you can listen to it in any order series. The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. And I'm going to give you new, or you say, Scoots, I never listened to one of these episodes before. Don't worry, settle in. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, if that sounds good. So uh, here, let's see. What, what, do I, what do you need to know? Okay, so it's a story. Uh, it, it's in, in a world without math. I think that's what Antonio Banderas will say later. So there's a world like ours, or was actually this, they live in our world, alternate timeline, I guess, if you're being specific. And right around some point, not that far from now, I think at first it started with people kind of like lowering the priority on math. They stopped believing in math. Uh, but then right aligned with that came this goddess, uh, Discordia. And her major belief system is she's all about anti-math, or she's not all about math. She's all about getting rid of math uh, uh, on Earth. Uh, particularly, this takes place in the kind of Midwest of the United States, or what was United States. Also, so she she was successful, like Thanos, uh, but she did, she just got rid of math. I don't know if she snapped or whistled, but all of a sudden, well, not a hundred percent actually. She was able to significantly reduce the effectiveness of math and math-based principles, things relying on underlying mathematics. Uh, and not a hundred percent, not all math is gone. So don't worry, you know, hold, you know, hold on to your calculator. So, cause there's more to come. Uh, but so some places where she was most effective, your calculator wouldn't work. You might not even able be able to conceptualize, uh, Simple math principles. Other places might have a little bit more math. Uh, but then she came. Have we seen? I don't think we've seen her, but I believe she's here uh, or there working to eliminate all math and all math principles. Uh, which, you know, you're even thinking it now. That's total chaos. I can't imagine a world without my sweet, sweet mathematics. Uh, uh, I'd have algebra, you know, where, where, what's life without a cosine and a sine? You know, talk about, there would be no more poetry because what would poets write about, right? I mean, other than math, what else is there? Passion, I mean, you know, what's passion? I mean, I guess I don't want to go too deep because I was thinking like, you know, would you feel, would, uh, whatever that band was, would they feel like making love, uh, if there wasn't any math, I don't think they would. So there's a world without math. Picture the Middle Ages. and, and uh, I mean, they even had math then, probably. Uh, you know, I'm not a historian, but something like that. So the United States has been set back that far, and I think around the world. But you can't travel by plane, so you don't know. No internet, no telegraph, none of that stuff. Uh so a world without math is a pretty simple world. 
But then you say, well, what's the social social structure like, Scoots? And I say, well, that's part of our story. Uh, the United States is not one United States anymore. Like some places are behind a barrier, controlled uh, by you know some sort of uh, uh, I don't know some system. It, I don't know if it's autocratic, but it's definitely not democratic. I'll tell you that much. I mean, how would you have a system of representation, right, without math? Uh, you just have someone that says, I'm in charge of everything, period. Maybe. So, but other parts of the U.S. are more like city-states or just people, like, uh, living. We've seen both. But don't worry. You'd say, this sounds bleak, Scoots. Uh, world, you know, we, especially you kids, you're saying, whoa, boy. I don't know how I'm going to go to, there's no more mass at school tomorrow, huh? Yeah, uh, okay, I don't know. Uh, Scoots, you got you to pull things back. This is just too bleak for us. Uh, you mean no more math tests even, and home, no more math homework either. And tell your parents there's no, there's taxation, I think, but it's probably, you know, presented in a different manner and much less complicated. So that's good news. Uh, but anyway, so in this world, there's a force of good from, you know, if, if you happen to believe that a lot of good does depend on math, which is, uh, I'm not being sarcastic, uh, look it up. I don't think you, I don't even think you could have ice cream. Oh, someone just said that you could, you probably, okay, well, uh, but I don't think you'd have the, the sweet, sweet, uh, flavors they come up with in labs without math, correct? So a goddess came, you know, just like there's uh, one side, there's another side. Sashat, uh, the goddess who believes in math, and she has found two heroic figures, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, who, believe it or not, were once were tra are traveling performers uh, that used to do a math parody show or, uh, you know, anti-math drama. And so, but she chose us to, to restore the principles of math, uh, to the world, uh, go against the forces of discordia. That's, so that's our story basically is each episode's a procedural with Dr. Triangle and Isosceles trying to solve something. Uh, in the current episode, they're, uh, behind the barrier that separates the federated states, I think they're called. Uh, from the rest of the U United States or the Midwest. I think the Federated States are more east. Uh, and they erected some big barrier. Uh, you know how that goes. I don't got to tell you about that. And, but they, they were went behind the barrier, and now they're hiding out. They had tried to resolve one principle of math, and, uh, you know, discordious forces are on the lookout. Uh, so that's it. Let me give you the short version in case you're confused. World without math, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are trying to restore the principles of math, uh, one, one or two principles at a time. So you'll be able to sleep easy knowing that math will be there tomorrow for you. And we also, in addition to a long-winded recap, we also have a Hollywood performer here to uh, do a, a setup for the show. Uh, so so, so ladies, this is a gentleman, this is a boys, this is a girls, this is a friends beyond the binary. It's time in a world without math.
The Two Heroes Rise with charm bracelets and charm. They, alone or together with people, can restore math to our world. This is The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and I, Sosalis. That was amazing. That's uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. I'm just silently applauding. He's leaving the studio. He's going to go lie on my bed. Uh, and we have a new game to play that I haven't o- even opened yet. A two-player version. of It's a New York City edition of uh, train, to, to train making with cards or something. I forgot what it's called. Uh, tickets to Train two-player edition or something. So we'll be playing that. He's smiling. And he puts he put he puts on his hairnet, and now I have little booties. To, even though your shoes, your feet don't go out, touch my bed, I still like you to have those booties on that I got uh, at a furniture store. Yep, thank you, thanks. So, cause that's Antonio Antonio Banderas, and this is uh, the Adventures of Doctor Triangle and Isosceles. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Ada the Mule. Uh, though you would not recognize me, recognize me right now, because I'm undercover as a pony, and uh, I, I, we do did try to make me. We put some rainbow paints in some of my mane or whatever this thing's called uh, to make me look more like a pony, or at least. Uh, and then Isosceles keeps calling me my little pony. Keeps saying that and patting me. So that's not exactly great, uh, but I wanted to catch up on where where we are with things. We've been uh, laying low and biding our time and uh, pretending, you know, make, making me into a pony because I got to go back to the stables. I can't stay with them the whole time. And waiting uh, to know because so basically Discordia has been looking for Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, turning over everything, trying to find them. And they really stirred up uh, trouble, I guess. Uh, and up until a little while ago, we were lying low and the plans to say, okay, well, we'll know when it's time to, to go. Should we go back? What does the shot want? It wasn't clear. Even though we're hiding out uh, in uh, one of uh, Sashat's uh, temples, uh, that uh, like uh, the, the, anyway, we, we didn't know when we were going to go or where we were going to go until we just got word. Uh, well, like, they're talking about it. they just got the word. Uh, I guess Doctor Triangle is just about to tell Isosceles. Okay, so yeah, are you you're sitting down? Uh, the uh, so the this is this accurate information. The acolytes uh, said that uh, uh, some of Discordia's uh, or the official, you know, your you have a sister and she's uh, she's been ta- they wanted to they've they've uh, taken her to one of Discordia's temples uh for 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 safe you know as a safe place for her with a lot of questions do you have a sister oh which which sister do you know which uh, sister it is wait you have more than one sister i didn't even know you had one sister okay where 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 is she uh 
it's like a couple towns away. Okay, well, they're just trying to draw us out of uh, of hiding. It's just a move. It's probably just a rumor. I can't imagine. Uh, they didn't say. Do you know uh, which sister it is? Is it uh, Tanya? It is. That's who. That you're right. That's the name. I. So, what's your other sister? Don't worry about my other sister. Well, are we gonna help her, or what are we gonna do? Uh, I don't think we can. I mean, I think it's just. A, I don't think Tanya would allow herself to be uh, taken in for self. So she's she's a very independent uh, sister. And uh, I think we just uh, wait. Uh, they're just trying to get us to there, so they can, it's 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 a move. It's uh, blatantly obvious. Oh wait, the accolade. Okay, uh, so oh, they've also offered a reward for any hidden uh, stashes of food and uh, secure locations. See what did I tell you, Triangle? They're trying to uh, flush us out, is the term. Oh, wait a second. How serious? One second, uh, Isosceles. How serious is this? Wow, that's a big reward. So they're trying, and that's active right now. Okay, that's not good because uh, that re- those people are going to be looking for the um, my hideouts now too. Uh, so what are we going to do if they're trying to draw us out? Uh, but we have to. It's your sister, one. And I can tell by your eyes that you're just saying that uh, uh, we can. Uh, let's we we should just keep going with our escape plan to get on the other side of the wall. I think we should just stick to that and then go back to not being here in the Federated. It's trying to restore mass uh, outside of the Federated States, not here. I don't know. I think Sashat has us where I mean. I mean, I realize that I'm supposed to be the logical one. Uh, that was a joke. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I realize that I'm so, but I think Sashat wants us here. Or, wait a second, there's those acolytes there. They're like trying to listen in on us. Wait a second. Like, how do the acolytes travel between towns? They just do it as regular people because they're not, they're like uh, underground. So that's why they wear those robes and hoods and everything. They don't know what one another look like. Uh, so when they're out there in the world traveling, they're just regular people. All like anonymous. Because I was thinking we could we could go, if we have to do this, we could do it as uh, followers of, uh, maybe we could discord, we could do, because we couldn't do it as anonymous, obviously. Uh, what about followers of Discordia? Like we could, because hiding out in the open's a great idea. That's the best place to hide. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to get in. By the time we got in to be a follower of Discordia, we'd get figured out. It would take too long. They don't just take anybody there. Okay, well, we need some kind of distraction uh, so we could get there. What do you think? I don't know. I just think, uh, wait a second. Just, could you stand up a little bit taller? Hey, this is as, this is as tall as I stand. Uh, well, pull, pull your shoulders back just a little bit. Uh, I always thought you were, uh, huh. 
I was seeing something in your triangle. Uh, what is it? Well, I've never thought of you as uh, charismatic, uh, but that could be going with what we're saying. Uh, no one would be looking for you as a charismatic leader. What, I don't know. How do you know that? Uh, well, you're always kind of like the foil sometimes or the voice of reason. Uh, but what if you were, uh, what if you became like a super fan of Discord? Instead of we join, there's uh, the members of Discordia's organized, you know, organized Discordians. But what if, what if you became like a super fan of Discordia and I was a follower of yours uh, or Discordian principles? Uh, you're losing me. You'd be charismatic. You could be a charismatic leader of uh, anti, anti, anti math, uh, your own anti math group. Wait a second. Like a, 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 an underground anti math group. Uh, yeah, really hard, you know, into it. Uh, really anti math, I'm saying. I got, I, 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 that is a great, that's so simple, but I, I think I see your brilliant, or, Maybe it was unintentional, but so extreme anti-math. Uh, yeah, people would buy into that. Then we'd have even more cover because it's a simplistic. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we could, this could be what Discord, I mean, well, this could be what Shashat wants. Uh, because a lot of these movements is you try to, like if math was on a spectrum, and you wanted to push things all the way, you know, against math. Uh, a lot of times it's not a spectrum, it's a circle. And then you start to push around the other side. So we could actually bring people back to math, I think. I don't understand what you're talking about. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's like a mirror, but if you... Like, people w w could start to dislike math so much and in such an intense way uh, that they th th somehow they start to absorb uh, math qualities. Back in the, when there, before the fall and everything, when there was just the two sisters, the two, two, like, there was usually not just the two parties, but there was like a, two major identifiers, right? And sometimes people would go all the way to the far side and then go back around where they were reflecting the other far side. Okay. It, basically, you would be a charismatic anti-math leader is what I'm saying. This other stuff, you've kind of lost me, and it would create a distraction. Maybe that's what you're trying to say. I mean, the only issue is that a leader usually is able to communicate things in basic terms, which you're failing to do. Yeah, but if I'm so far uh, into Discordia, I could just be Discordian. Like, a, my my thoughts could be just totally chaotic. Okay, I I think that. So then we just uh, we basically be fan, super fans, so much a fan of Discordia that we've moved past Discordia in our distaste for math. Yeah, and that this could actually, even if then what I just said before didn't make any sense, uh, it could really work for 
making people decide how they really feel about masks. When they look at the, look at our, like I could come up with some pretty strong, and I'll try to keep it simple or maybe I won't be, I think I could keep it simple. I even have another layer of ideas, but what if we, if in seeing our distaste of math, it might help people realize like those two are gross. Like, uh, I just realized I actually like math. There, there's some good things about math. Okay. I, yeah, it also would just create chaos uh, because it would be a group that uh, Federated States and Discordia's uh, uh, followers don't have control over. And if it was simple, uh, it could be like a meme almost. Right, like we, we'd be battling chaos with chaos. uh Creating, because it couldn't be all, or are we playing right into Discordian hands? Well, I'd ask you, is there a math principle in there we could make available to us? Uh, you're the doc, you're the person that plays Dr. Triangle. Wait a second, there is. It's a conjecture. What? what? Like conditional statements. What do you mean? Conjecture. Are you objecting to what I'm saying? Is that what conjecture? No, like if then, uh, okay. What uh, that doesn't sound like math at all. Like, what if I understood what you were talking about? Uh, okay, I know you're stressed about. Like, listen, it's okay to be stressed about your sister. Okay, we're gonna get there. What I'm saying is, uh, we could restore the principle of uh, conditional statements, like conjecture. Uh, maybe what if then statements if we restore the principles of conjecture then we can create more chaos is is that is that necessarily conditional on one another i think so because if it's check your charms to see if it's if it's missing do you have any new charms i have something that looks like a a, a podium I have a new charm here of someone holding up their finger, making a point. Uh, okay, hold the charms. Uh, I can't believe these charms are so magic. Okay, hold your charms. Oh, shot, we call to you. We are here humbly serving you, doing the best we can. And we call on you to restore the principles of conjecture and conditional statements. Uh, for love of math and math principles, so, so that we might better serve you to shots. Okay, nothing's happening. That's probably nothing happening yet. Yeah, there's no uh, big boss, so that means that uh, I, I can't believe those. Maybe that's why these people seem so happy. Are you saying? Well, no, I just I was uh, kind of joking. Okay, so how do we test it out? Okay, if the sky is blue, it must be daytime. Okay, nothing happened. Let me look outside. Uh, quick question, though. It does this mean we have to tell the truth all the time? Like in those movies, those, you know, wasn't there like 10 movies where the main character had to tell the truth all the time? Is that the case? No, no, no. That's the good thing about conjecture. It doesn't have to be true. Uh, well, then why would we want to restore it? 
Okay, J- just trust me. This is the perfect thing for, even though I'm not charismatic, to be a charismatic leader, this fits right in. All right. So, okay. So, how, so basically, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll redo, we got the pony now. Eight is the pony. And then we'll redo the wagon into your, and we'll tour around uh, spewing anti mask principles uh, in a conge- whatever conditionally stated or whatever, however that is, uh, you said. Yeah, there's only one more thing. Like I was thinking about, uh, like all the moments in history uh, that uh, I'd, I'd like this to be peace. Even though this is like extreme, I'd like it to be peaceful. Well, when was in a time anybody will be? In the end, it'll be for for good. So if we can make it peaceful and, uh, like, use pillowy soft power instead of, uh, like, so that even though we're using this to create chaos, it's a soft chaos. Uh, never heard the term soft chaos uh, before. Or, you know, I've, I've heard of people using soft power to help uh, direct service and... Uh, and act, you know, empower people and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, stand up for people's rights and, uh, used for equality and uplifting. I haven't heard of it to, to, to hide us, uh, to anyone using, so, like, uh, like you're talking about, uh, the, the, the great, the great ones. Yeah. Mandela, Gandhi. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Uh, Chavez, Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa, MLK. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it, like, uh, so we're not exactly in the end, we're indirectly, but, but we will use it. I want to follow their example, even though we're using it, to, to, we're going to be using it to deceive people initially. I just want to use passive soft power. Uh, okay. Well, do you have any ideas of uh, of how to, do, how to how to do that? I do. I do. Let me think about it. Uh, let's let's uh, get start getting ready. Uh, hey everyone, Ada here. So uh, we we got I got dressed up even more like a pony with ribbons in in my tail and hair. And even painted a, a shade of powdery white, which. Uh, Made me sneeze more, and we headed off uh, and uh, to to street corners and town squares, uh, just like they were performing. But uh, because they were out in the open, I mean, a couple you know cosmetic changes to Doctor Triangle and I saw, so just to make them look a little bit different. Uh, uh, but uh, Doctor Triangle started to make these. I guess you call it preaching. Uh, in some anti-mask preaching and would make the started to use if and then uh, to talk about all the downsides of math and uh, what the slippery slope, a bit like the plot of the music man, but I don't really remember the plot. Like not necessarily that I remember the plot of the music man and how important it was to keep the principles of math away from the children and so he would talk the, the, all these if 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 then speeches, which we'll get to. I think uh, we'll cover some of them. But they also said, "Well, what do you do when you encounter math?" Because as uh, 
these speeches were very anti-math. The presentations were very uh, to stir people up against math. But then Dr. Triangle tried to bring it down, and he uh, so, so. And then Dr. Triangle tried to bring it down. So Dr. Triangle started to teach this method. Uh, which is both fun and silly and soft, uh, meaning Dr. Triangle's goal uh, to, to, to bring attention to math, to stop the usage of math in your presence. Uh, to, uh, it, it was a very, very effective tool. And quickly, and people caught on to it because not only was it fun and relaxing, it was thrilling and soft at the same time. And so it almost just started to drain the power. It was very, it made people want to follow the movements. Even when people were like, I'm not exactly sure about all this if-then speeching stuff. Uh, but it was something anyone could apply anywhere at almost any time. Uh, and all it was was uh, it was called the Kerr method. Uh, I guess that uh, Dr. Triangle had observed uh, this other preacher uh, when Dr. Triangle was uh, in university. He named the, the great Kerr. That's K-E-R-R, not C-U-R. And what he would do is just lie down in in in, in the presence of uh, resistance. It was a form of resisting in calling attention to things. And so Dr. Triangle taught the Kerr method, which was simply if you see someone using math or you're outside of an institution where you believe math is being used, even though Discordia claims it to us to be an anti-math society, all you do is lay completely down on your back. Normally it's, it's how it's uh, so you can look up with your eyes and make eye contact. And also, and you say, no, thank you. And anytime, especially an authority figure or the person using the math that you've seen, uh, you lay down and they say, no, thank you. And you could say what they're doing. Uh, no, thank you. You know, you're, you're using addition or subtraction. No, thank you. Or if they say, Hey, you got to get up where this is a, uh, you know, an official Discordian event, uh, you say, no, thank you. Uh, I don't want any part of uh, your usage of math. And this going on because, one, it's hard to argue with. Uh, it's also you, you're just like when someone's lying perfectly flat and, and politely saying, no, thank you, it's very hard to deal with. Uh, it's very dis, 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 disarming and contagious other people that's the other thing if you as uh, if you see someone lying down you lie down and say no thank you so it's a symbol to other people that started following dr triangle uh, who was not going by dr triangle uh, by the way he was going by dr conjecture oh no uh, dr triangle was going by dr conjecture but so when people would lie down, it, it caught on. It was almost, it wasn't viral in the sense uh, that it would, but, but it was easy to say, oh, I, I also don't want math being used here or being taught. So, so people started doing it more and more. And not only is it just, if you're on the other side of it, it could be a little bit uh, frustrating and chaotic because uh, 
You say, can you get off my floor? This is my store. You know, I got other customers. You say, no, thank you. I'm, I'll stay here. And you say, well, how long? Well, I'll stay here till you're finished using math. Uh, or you, you promise to stop using math. And then I'll come back. You know, if they promise, they say, well, I'll be back tomorrow to see if you're using math again. And I'll lie down. So it was a persistent use of this uh, at all times that really started to catch on because what are you going to do? They're lying calmly on the ground. Uh, uh, it can be outrageous to, 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 to try to move them. And reasoning with them is tough, especially when they're not. It's a very all-or-nothing thing. Saying, no, thank you. When you stop using math, I'll get up and go. So it really started to work. It really started to catch on. And uh, then Dr. Conjecture started making more and more speeches uh, and really pushing it, uh, hoping to push people to mass reasonableness. But people also really felt, uh, I think there was this underlying feeling of disempowerment in this. uh, And so suddenly they had this sense of personal power. Now, it was misdirected in an extreme anti-mass way. Uh, but they ca- caught on lying down and saying no to math. Now, what I know that uh, Dr. Triangle didn't know, doesn't know, is that uh, it also stirred some lower-level subconscious appreciation of math, uh, seeing how it is ubiquitous even in a, a anti-math society. And so it was. Uh, it wasn't. It was terribly ineffective at uh, other other than causing chaos and getting on everybody's nerves and getting more and more followers for Doctor Conjecture. Uh, it wasn't immediately effective, uh, but I just wanted to let you know that it was. You know, people are reasonable. They just uh, take some time to incubate. Uh, it was so. Doctor Doctor Conjecture started to even. I mean, the if-then model was very effective because it couldn't be proven wrong or argued with. So Dr. Conjecture would say, if there's rungs on a ladder, then it must be math. Uh, uh, if there's square in the, st- in the, in the stones uh, or the masons, uh, then it must be math. Uh, and then it got to the point where it, they, people would just say if, and then the then would be them lying down. So they wouldn't even they wouldn't even need to explain that uh, if the sky is blue, and then then it must be math was not even said. People would just lie down, and they say, "No, thank you. I'll get up when the sky is not blue anymore." Now that would they're doing it more uh, to 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 control their people, and it was really like this all or nothing thing. But at the time, at least in, in this few, few months that we're talking about. Uh, it was uh, uh, temporarily fulfilling because you got a thrill from lying down. It was comfortable. You got to get people to change. And this whole idea of like uh, inductive reasoning and uh, disproving conjectures, uh, uh, that also goes along with these principles of math. Uh, it's, it, it does need some subtlety, uh, but when it's looked at in a basic way like this, uh, it does tend to trigger this all-or-nothing response. Uh, because if, uh, you could also just say, well, it's not, it was, it's just not a, there's not a lot of nuance. Uh, and that was the, what, what Dr. Conjecture was going for. Uh, but at some point they did start to, 
to to get nervous because they are starting to get the attention of Discordia. This had caught on over a few months uh, as they were working their way towards the city uh, where Isosceles' sister was. Uh, there started to be this uh, rumor that uh, the Scordians were going to ban if then, and that that was a math term. And they had had to t- take their uh, rewards to find. Now, most math books obviously were gone, and you know, math purge. Uh, but the Discordians to turn the attention away from uh, looking for Doctor Triangles, uh, hidden stashes. Uh, to looking for math books that had the principles of conjecture in them. I don't know why. They, maybe they had some stored somewhere. I don't know. But they were, So let me get to their conversation. They're having one right now. I, I just don't think this is this has gone. It's gone too well. We've lost. There's too many people following us now. And I don't think this is what Sashat would have wanted. We've kind of, uh, in a few short months, uh, we may have damaged math worse than the past 30 years uh, did it with uh, a goddess. Uh, the power of if-then conditional statements that aren't true. And saw, I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, if you combine the lies and soft power uh, with the damage you could do. Okay, okay. I think it's just temporary. I think you're, you're giving yourself too much credit. Well, I mean, if they ban, if then, like, like I think we just created too much chaos. Okay, okay. Uh, I've been observing things, and I think you're right in your initial assessment. Uh, but I think we have to lean into our jobs. Why would, like you said when we started, uh, why would Sashad have put us in this situation uh, and restore these principles uh, unless uh, it wouldn't have worked unless it was supposed to work, right? Like the tools we need to accomplish this mission are here. Well, I mean, I guess in some sense this is impeding Discordius. Uh, well, wait a second, who is, uh, is there anyone to speak for this, uh, the reasonable side of things? That's what I don't see. Right. Uh, I mean, because it's an all or nothing thing. And I've been thinking about this and we, uh, I, I have a plan too, uh, with my sister, because I don't need to see my sister. Like I said, Tanya's, uh, her own person. She's very uh, strong. And at first I didn't want to see her, but now I have an idea, uh, and I think we, it'll take care of everything. And what's that idea? Like, what, 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 how are we going to help your sister and help undo this kind of mess we made? At least to release some of the tension, right? I just don't want I want to keep the power soft. I know what you're saying. I know exactly how to fix I, I know exactly how to fix it. So don't worry. So we'll tell my sister we're going to go there. My sister will recognize me, but won't say anything. I will act like I'm your your silent, you know, your assistant, as I've been acting while you make your if-then speeches. And we'll just tell them we want, like, uh, 
We just want to go in and talk to the uh, people you have here for safekeeping and uh, make a presentation about, uh, you know, why Discordia is great. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll soften the messaging. You know, it's going to take us two weeks to get there. Uh, but once my sister sees me and realizes that I stand uh, for anti-math, uh, even further anti-math than uh, Discordia, and she sees me wearing this shirt that says, if then lie down, you know, and then the, you know, the shirts we made with the person lying down, uh, like, uh, if then lie down, then once she sees that she'll be against all of it, uh, like, uh, conjecture, she's contra she's contrarian and, uh, very intelligent. So either she'll just react uh, and she'll say, oh, that's my brother, I believe, uh, trying to convert me to some ridiculous thing. Must like uh, Either she'll realize the brilliance in our plan or she'll just be against it anyway. Either way, also she's very charismatic. Uh, so you're saying, okay, I think I understand what you're saying. If we present this to your sister then she'll figure it out for us, uh, more, more or less. Hey, it's Ada here. So that's uh, what happened is they traveled eventually to their town. They tried to get themselves a little bit more aligned, aligned with Discordia, even though obviously the Discordian officials, especially those that used math on the DL when they needed to, or that said ladder and math don't have anything to do with one another, or we, you know, you're now you're using a technicality, and it's not exactly math. Uh, physics is more science, you know, those kind of things. Uh, they should just be. Re they tried to kind of take their tone a little bit more reasonable, but their followers were still kind of uh, already having this moment of uh, what did we get ourselves into? But I do like lying down uh, and saying no, thank you. And so they reached uh, the place of safekeeping where, uh, and for the privacy of uh, uh, Isosceles' sister, we, well, I'll just retell it to you. Uh, but they went there and uh, they got the permission to make, you know, to tell, they say, oh, this is why Discordia is great. Maybe you're here for safekeeping because you don't believe in Discordia. And to be grateful for the chaos and all those things and to serve Discordia and the math is, you know, that we do need to work together to remove all math principles from our world. Uh, that uh, At this point, Dr. Conjecture had said, well, this is the uh, sensibility side and we're the emotional side. Uh, we're the, the, the more uh, impulsive side of Discordia. And uh, so when you see these things, you know, you need to lie down and you say, no, thank you. And, yeah, we got a reputation for being a little bit too on the uh, far edges of uh, chaos and anti-math. Uh, but we're trying to bring it back down. And Tanya quickly realized uh, that uh, uh, saw the folly in all of it but also saw the opportunity and uh, also saw it in the eyes of the people that said, well, there's part of this. I like being a part of something. 
and I like the feeling of power, but I kind of know that I need math. Somewhere in my heart of hearts, uh, I know I need some math. Uh, and so she quickly, uh, from within the, the uh, uh, thing, started to build her own much quieter, even softer, softer power. Uh, a thing where they would not only they would not only just lie down. Sometimes, the, like her followers, when they would see people using absurdist logic or conjecture without honesty, without truth uh, behind it, uh, they would do something where they would lean down. They would sit down and then lean back and pretend they were petting a cat or a small puppy or something. And they would say, "Is that really true?" Uh, uh, and so this started this thing and this one quickly it felt good. One feels good. It didn't feel good to lie down. It feels even better to lie down and imaginarily uh, pet an animal. Uh, two things falling on the side of the truth, uh, especially when you come from a place where you're like, oh, I wasn't seeing things. Uh, I was wrong. And now I see this a little bit. It really caught on very fast. And also everybody said it in this sly way, and you wouldn't stay until you got on their nerves. you just say, stay in a sly way, pet the pet, and then get up and go like you were planting a seed. Uh, but uh, uh, obviously, and this was all happening, you know, I'm just giving you a little bit of an accelerated timeline. Uh, but eventually Tanya and uh, her followers, uh, as they quickly, quickly grew, wanted to connect with all of the, the majority of Sashat's followers were on the other side of the barrier. Uh, but she also wanted to, so then she had her followers, uh, as Dr. Triangle and I saw were trying to like kind of slink out of the area and get by beyond the barrier on the DL. She had her followers uh, say, Hey, why don't you come with us? Uh, to uh, like it without their, you know what I mean? She had them take uh, her followers, uh, borrow Dr. Triangle Isosceles and myself, uh, Ada, in our wagon. And uh, she's placed us in an undisclosed location outside of the barrier uh, for safekeeping. And that's where. I'm resting tonight. I got plenty of hay. I don't have to be a pony anymore. I'm just eight of the mule. And so everybody's resting now, and I'm going to rest too. Good night. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our episodically modular series, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. And now, if this is your first episode, don't worry. Or if you said, well, Scoots, it says it's episode eight, uh, but I only listened to episode two. Oh, don't worry. I'll catch you right up. You're in a safe place, remember? Even when it comes even when it comes to serial, like non-serial, barely serialized stories, uh, let me put your serialized easy, concerns at ease because uh, that's my job. So I'm going to give you all the information you need to know. The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, features two main characters, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, as well as a third character, their mule, Ada, uh, who also serves as the narrator for the story. Thank you, Ada, because you're doing the heavy, not only are you doing the heavy lifting, you're doing the heavy lifting. Uh, you know, you're doing it all. 
Uh, but this story is uh, so Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are, are heroic figures, uh, the ma- main characters, mainly that's their. Uh, well, let me tell you about the world they live in because. Uh, so they live in a they they live in a world without math a world once pretty much like ours uh, not that long ago uh, their world probably was they probably could have lived in our world uh, it was the same uh, but then at first I don't know if I've covered this you know anti math sentiment started to grow and also probably at the same time maybe less obviously people's belief in math has started to wane their appreciation of it and as that happened you know sometimes we think stuff you know most of the time we just think oh it's just our human you know we're just humans being human disregarding math but oh no because this is a story there was another ominous force at work a goddess named Discordia uh, who had come to Earth uh, or was expressing her, you know, goddess-like influence over Earth to rid the world of math, uh, probably to cause some, something like discordia. And she was successful, not successful in ridding 100% of the world from 100% of the math, because obviously that would take, you know, I didn't even mean to pun that, but it'd be like, that's a lot of math. Uh, but what she did do is significantly set back uh, technology and all that stuff, because uh, a lot of that relies on math. Our, our way of life was significantly changed, and you could compare life at the current stage here uh, to the Middle Ages. Uh, you know, uh, way uh, oh, they didn't have wagons in the Middle Ages. Something, some part of my brain just told me. In a fictional Middle Ages, you know, wagons. Uh, wells oh we need okay well this is so that's the world once was you this does take place in what once was the united states of america and now a collection of hold fast city states affiliated areas and, and things uh and so that's the world oh boy i'm not talk about sleepy uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles in that world were performers. They were traveling performers. Uh, they made parody plays about math, uh, and, you know, they were particularly uh, making light of people who loved math. And they kind of made a career capitalizing on anti-math sentiment, uh, though they may have not been truly believers in anti- anti-math uh, uh, they did spend a lot of time making fun of math. That's why they have those names, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Uh, but then they met a, they met another goddess. Another goddess, of course, uh, wanted to keep the world in balance, uh, had a soft spot for math, a so shot. She needed two heroic figures. Uh, I don't, we, we, you know, let's not question Sashat's judgment because she is a goddess. Uh, but she chose Dr. Triangle and Isosceles uh, to uh, restore math principles uh, wherever they could uh, to the world. And so um, episodically, or uh, what is that other one called? Uh, procedurally, what Dr. Triangle and Isosceles do is they go to an area, they observe the area, they try to figure out what principle of math is missing, and they try to restore that principle. Because usually it's a pr- principle... Uh, that gets in the way of people living their lives or progressing. Uh, you know, they say, well, you know, you know, they say, well, dude, let's get some of this. At some point, we got to get screen time back. Holy mackerel. Am I right? 
if any kids are listening, they're saying right for sure. So, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are traveling what was former former United States. So a lot of time they're spending in the Midwest um, or the far, you know, West, uh, trying to restore math. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, two traveling performers trying to save mass one town at a time, even though they don't call them towns anymore. Maybe. Uh, in a world without mass. Uh, that was, and also we have a Hollywood a celebrity, a, a man who just had a film fest, uh, and holy handsome. Uh, I saw a picture of you. I mean, you, you're, you're, uh, you're handsome now, but this was a picture of you when you were younger. Different kind of handsome. And uh, congratulations. Uh, ready to, to introduce our show is uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Scooter. That's very kind. Uh, as the, the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, as the girls, the friends beyond the binary. Is time in a world without math. Two heroes or heroic figures. So thank you, Scooter. Two heroic figures stand for, must stand for math, one town at a time. Welcome to the adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Wow, that was uh, whatever the positive version of the H-U-A-N-T-I-N-G-ing, that was holy cow. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas, who's going to be laying in my bed. You could actually, believe it or not, I have a little present for you, Antonio. Uh, I have a game of color coup or color cue, whatever it is, set up for you to play. Uh, while you listen to me record the podcast, uh, it's long. Oh, I didn't think about this though, because it is it just like uh, maybe you should just mentally play it though, because moving the wooden pieces might make a clicking. Uh, so maybe just maybe just for you to contemplate, or I guess you could play. You could see how silent you could be. Uh, thank you, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, The Adventures of. Uh, thanks, Scooter. This is uh, Ada here, your uh, trusty narrator. And, uh, you know, beast of burden. And uh, my burden uh, doesn't feel so heavy, but it feels important. And that's telling you about uh, what's happening. I don't know when you last uh, heard from us, but we were swept away. Uh, by Isosceles' sister, and in, in a mystery, we were unaware that we were being, where we were going and where we were swept away to. And it was a long but comfortable journey. We did like uh, so, no worries there. Plenty, holy cow, they love mules. He's uh, they know how to treat a mule. I could tell you that. Uh, so Ada had plenty of water and uh, you know room to roam. And I knew where we were going because we crossed a vast desert, uh, what some would call a land of waste, but really it's not if you know anything about the desert biome. But to the human eye, uh, but a land without a lot of water, without a lot of food, uh, we traveled across that land to a desert oasis, a town, a town that doesn't really exist in your world, a confluence of places, uh, a giant underground aquifer, uh, but way out in the middle of the desert, uh, way, way out. Uh, an aquifer, or aquifer, 
excuse me, uh, Ada's mispronouncing words, uh, an aquifer that could uh, have refreshing water for the people in the area, uh, for, for the animals that lived in the small groves of uh, uh, bushes and trees, uh, that they could come to, 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 to you know, drink water and continue the circle of life with them and the humans in the town as the humans had learned to manage that, enough for a small amount of crops to sustain a small uh, town. Uh, this was an oasis uh, with a village nearby, a pretty nice place uh, compared to, to the land uh, surrounding it. And that's where our two heroes have uh, woken up, and they've been you know, strolling in the town, taking it in. And getting a lay of the land, I'll turn it over to uh, the, the, the we could they're strolling. Uh, okay, so I guess was, uh, this is pretty nice. The, the, they seem to have. Uh, I mean, as long as they keep things in balance, they don't overdo it. The people here, this is like a desert paradise. Uh, they, they have uh, everything. This is really, really a great place. Right, but where, like, I don't. So, my sister just left us here. No, no, no. The, don't, are you going to open the letter she left? Uh, I mean, you don't have to read it near me. I'm sure the letter explains everything, uh, but I'd love to hear it if, if you would read it. Well, I'm just trying to figure out. So, she brought us here, she, and then she left. I mean, we've been asking. Uh, and uh, everyone's really nice here. You're right about that. I think it's just uh, because they, it's almost like fresh water. I don't know. This You're right. It is a pretty, a pretty nice place, and everybody seems really relaxed. Uh, yeah, everyone here, though, looks like the hard workers. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's just me but like uh, taking a guess. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's your subconscious, but can you open Okay, so this is a letter from my sister to me. Yeah, it says isosceles on the cover, but uh, on the envelope, but, you know, I guess that's kind of a joke. Okay, do you want to read it word for word? What do you do? You really think so? Let me see. Uh, blankety blank. Uh, can't believe uh, you'd align yourself. Uh, so funny to see you as a. Uh, attempting to help lead a charismatic movement. Uh, surprised you weren't the one in the lead. You might not understand how the... There's going to get a lot of stuff about me not getting it. Uh, uh, not understanding what the force is really at work. And good versus not good. Uh, it may have chosen the wrong side of math, uh, but, you know, I could be. So she's basically, she's placed us here for safekeeping uh, because uh sounds like she's going to go out there and save math. I don't know if she's working for, it doesn't say anything about Sashad in here, though. Wait, where does it say that? I don't see anything about it. Uh, she says, I'm going to make things right Uh don't bother trying to find me. You you won't be able to get out of the oasis. P.S. Why would you want to? Oh, I see there she called us a couple of babies. Yeah, that's not a kind. Of, that's not like it when the, the podcaster calls each other a sweet baby. It's not like that. It's uh, 
It's not a, a compliment. Okay, well, I mean, the one thing we have to go on is that uh, people said she had a wagon, a camel, okay, a wagon pulled by camels, and that she headed out that direction. We've been walking to the end of town. I mean, we might as well just keep following the, the camel tracks, at least for a little while, and see where they go. Yeah, we should have brought some water, though. Well, I'm not thinking we'll follow them all the way. Let's just follow them for, for a distance. Uh, we'll keep all right. We're not going to walk too far out of town. I can't believe, I wonder what was here before, though, because uh, it's interesting to be out here in the desert with the swirling winds and the heat, uh, and they live underground, and those are concrete. Uh, I, I, I mean, I wish I knew about this place. I would have just, uh, if I could figure out how to get all of my entertainment and uh, uh, adult beverages out here. I could live out here, but I'd probably have to share everything instead of living, in, you know, if I was going to live by myself. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, I don't know, there's, like, old train engines uh, all lining the edges of town, and these uh, camel tracks keep going here, heading out towards the edge. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what was here first. I mean, I think it's cool that they live in those concrete uh I mean, they don't seem to like it that much, but I guess, you know, you stay cool below the earth. And, you know, then they have the tents on top uh, for whatever the daytime. Or, uh, I mean, you think who, who was out here, like back when it was the United States, you think that it was like a, some sort of, I don't know, it seems to have just served some purpose. I mean, I cannot remember, I mean, maybe I wasn't aware of a giant desert aquifer. Yeah, but but it would seem like there would have been more development around here, you know. That would like uh, so it must have been privatized or because otherwise it'd be houses in at least the remains of a golf course, unless it's all under the sand here. Uh, speaking of under the sand, the the camel tracks stop right up here. Yeah, what do you mean they stop right up here? They stop. There's the end of the. They just stopped. There's no more tracks after this. I mean, that's strange because the dust is filling in, but it's not a. It would it wouldn't have filled in that side. It's like they just disappear. Well, do you think she got picked up by like a plane or something? I don't. I I doubt it uh, because I haven't seen any planes uh, in like 25 years. At least, uh, or give or take, uh, I can't remember the last time I saw a plane or anything flying. What about, like, remember that uh, Lord of the Rings? Uh, what about, like, a big bird? Okay, have you seen anyone fly? I mean, I'm not trying. Have you seen anyone flying? And it could, I mean, it's it's possible. Uh, but I kind of think it's, uh, it's hot, though. It's hot out here. What's well, this under the sand, though? There's, uh, well, there's train tracks. That's what all these paths are. Oh, so there's a train track leading into town, just buried under the sand, and leading out of town. Yeah, we, I mean, we could try to brush off the sand off the train tracks. What, what are you thinking? Because we, could we build our own train, like one of those cartoon push-up-and-down train cars? I mean, we could... I don't know. I mean, we could probably see what we could put together. It just, yeah, we could see the. I mean, I don't know. Why wouldn't we just stay in this? Uh, why? What's the hurry of getting out of here? 
if your sister said she's going to take care of stuff and we have everything we need here and she said to stay here and she seems like an actual like leader i mean she had all those people with her logistically she has a team maybe sashado already knows about it uh I mean, I, do, 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 she, even though she didn't mention Sashad, so I don't know if she has, like, her own charms. I mean, I, I'm not too worried. I'm just worried about, like, if she got out of here, we should get out of here. What was it? You were, like, uh, didn't you have some conversations with people? Yeah, every time I asked, uh, how far how far is the desert? They said, too far to walk. And then I said, how far was Ada in a wagon? And they said, you'll never bring enough water. You'll never be able to carry enough water for the three of you. And I said, well, how far is it? How much water would we need? And everyone said, no idea. Even though they have those like tel- they have those t- towers with telescopes. Uh, I don't know if maybe that's for watching the stars. Yeah, but my sister made it out of here. So we just got to figure out. I mean, there's a lot of camel tracks. Uh, excuse, excuse me, did you see a wagon drawn by camels? Uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. This uh, I'm I'm uh, isosceles, yeah, new to town for sure. No, I haven't. So you swim in the aqua? You can swim in the aquifer? Oh, because it's so deep and the water's churning up from the spring below or something. Oh, you boil your water. Well, yeah, I hadn't thought about swimming in the aquifer. Thanks uh, for letting me know because I had cupped my hands and drank out of it. No, saying, did you see a bunch of camels pulling away? Oh, you did? A lot of camels. How many camels uh, were pulling the wagon? No idea. Was it like one, two? How much? How many people? You don't know. Okay, well, okay, I'll see you later. Thank you. Okay, well, they don't seem to, um, we're getting, like, they don't seem to care, but we're going to get out of here. We'll, uh, I'll work on, like, what we could do is, uh, if we just load up, if we make one of those train, I mean, there's enough train parts. This must be some old abandoned train depot or something. We, we could make a working train. I don't know if we have time to do that, but we could do one of the ones where you're pumping the train. And we could have Ada pulling at times, so then we take breaks, and we will have, we'll just bring wa- enough water to cover that. Or we could have, like, Ada following with pulling the water. Yeah, but we don't even know how far out of town. Like, we don't know if it's one day or five days. Well, we could estimate that uh, with what data, like... Uh, how how we don't I don't even have any idea how how to measure how fast we'd be going, and then we'd have to figure out how much water. You know what I mean? You, you, I don't think you're being reasonable, uh, Isosceles. Oh, so you're just gonna give? So that's it. You got what you wanted. Like we're just gonna stay here. I guess it worked out great for you, huh, Triangle? Well, no, for both of us. Your sister didn't say she'll never be back. She just kind of. Uh, was diminutive uh, and didn't realize that we were also trying to be heroic. But she sounds like heroic, you know what I mean? And uh, so why don't we just wait and see? I tell you, like, I tell you had a more analytical mind, but don't worry about it. I'll work on, uh, uh, 
I'm going to work on getting out of here. You just do it. Why don't you just go lie? Why don't you go swim in the aquifer? Go take a swim in an aquifer. That's what I meant to say. Okay, well, I'm just going to take a, a walk, uh, and uh, I'll see you later as I walk. Now, the thing I didn't tell me to, thanks for walking to my side, by the way. Who that was, I, I mean, I do, would, what do you think? Would you stay here? I mean, there's plenty of water. Can I, did you just shrug? The thing I wasn't telling Isosceles was there's also a letter from me from his sister. And I sense that, uh, the frustration, but if we wait here, it's not just selfishness, so it's driven by that. It is that we have the charms, and if we try to leave without with the charms, and we we uh, if we only leave halfway, then the charms will be in the desert somewhere. I'm gonna take a, a we go up at this telescope thing and look around, though. Maybe I don't know why I didn't think of it. Maybe I could do okay climbing up. Don't worry, Ada. I'll talk loud enough for you to hear me down there. Now open up this letter. Oh, dear Dr. Triangle, take care of my brother. I'm confident that you and he in your stubbornness and selfishness will find a way out of town. More important than that is to keep the water. Okay, the water is safe until my return. Watch out for Discordian forces through the telescope. Uh, sure, my brother's pacing back and forth, uh, wanting to leave now. But there's some force at work here. We're only able to cross uh, uh, by two ways, uh, by two means. Uh, some, her handwriting's messy, uh, we come with a set number of camels and a set number of tanks uh, that we just fill up. Uh, for some reason, due to Discordian power, we're, we were without we're unable to figure any of that out when we're here. And by figuring out, I don't even now. I'm getting confused. But uh, basically, how much water and how many camels we need to get out. Uh, but we also don't cross by land. If you keep looking uh, where our tracks uh, disappear, you'll be able to figure it out. But don't just head out there. You'll have to figure out some way. You'll have to get some things working. And you'll need the town's help. Uh, and the town will need your help. Uh, okay. Okay, sorry, Ada, I was just reading and thinking. Uh, I looked through the telescopes, there's nothing in any direction. I can just see some green, but it's really far away. And uh, I don't even know if it's uh, so probably too far to walk to. Yeah, no, off to that direction. I don't know if that's north, south, east, or west, Ada. So, oh, sorry, you're looking at me expectantly. From You know, you really are the best mule. You're a mule, right? I'm just kidding. I mean, so this letter from uh, Isosceles' sister says, uh, basically there's some mystery in this town, something to do with the water and the townspeople's help. Uh, 
I think it has to do with all these train engines and all this steam, but I'm going to go get isosceles. We're going to go to the edge of town. And uh, why don't you go get some water? Don't swim in the... Don't do, do, keep the pee out of the pool. You know what I mean, Ada? And I'll see you in a bit. Hey, this is Ada here. So Dr. Triangle and isosceles eventually got to the edge of town and they started digging at the edge of the camel tracks. And they found a giant platform that sprung up and led underground to a huge, huge tunnel full of uh, pipes. Uh, a tunnel that kind of felt humid. And on one end, it had a giant, one of those giant doors you kind of see under the water with the spinny thing. And they knocked on it, and it, it was sweaty with water. And Dr. Triangle said, this is some sort of uh, underground aqueduct. It's uh, closed off right now. And then they saw that the camel tracks uh, uh, joined up with the train track underground at the bottom of this aquifer or whatever and headed off uh, in a distance. Uh, uh, but there was a like a like a not a note but a sign written on a rock that said don't follow without power. And then we started to notice uh, that uh, the water. The giant door with the water had the pipes coming off to it, some for water and some uh, that were hollow. And uh, then the Dr. Triangle and Isosceles started to figure out that uh, the trains in town, the engines, yeah, they were all interconnected. Uh, the the steam, the st- they weren't really train engines uh, necessarily anymore. They were, you know, creators of steam, and then instead of the steam driving the wheels to drive the trains forward. Most of them went into these pipes, uh, went into another uh, underground area, uh, separate but close to the aquifer. And we started asking around town and, and eventually realized that most of the people here, at one point in their lives or another, uh, anyone that had been around... Uh, before the end of math, uh, they were experts in steam and trains, but they didn't care anymore. The more we asked, uh, they said, oh, don't bother. We asked, well, how, have you ever gotten any of these working? Uh, no. Where do these go? We don't know. Why bother was the main answer. We have everything we need here. And then we found great stores of coal underneath the earth, a uh, huge, uh, you know, huge development underground. Uh, very, very, very well made and built to, to last uh, centuries, probably. And other steam, we found a lot of steam, a lot of steam engines. We started to realize that uh, not only were the steam, they were uh, not only to, to, to drive and pump water, uh, but to provide steam heading out of town. Uh, to, to, we found even a small train. Uh, that we could use if we could get it going to put on the tracks and, and head out of town like a two-person train. Things don't get publicized like that. And in another underground area, we even found what could only be described as great, great uh, boilers uh, uh, for concentrating steam somewhere. Even solar boilers. A lot of technology uh, we found. 
But the point was no one cared, and Dr. Triangle and Isosceles don't know. When, you know, they started trying to tinker and steam, and it didn't seem fruitful. So they started begging the town uh, for help, but no, no one cared again. And uh, Dr. Triangle was uh, going up and checking around uh, every day with the telescopes, uh, since that's what the letter said. And then one day, Dr. Triangle came down and uh, asked if anybody had been to the one green patch far, far away, but, you know, be able to see through the telescope. Uh, this was a big telescope, by the way. It said there's an army gathering there, just flying the flag of Discordia. Or, you know, random tattered flags that, you know, are discordant. Uh, which leads me, you know, they have a play plaid and a Paisley flag uh, with neons and browns uh, and uh, pea greens. So that's got to be, that's a discordant flag if I ever heard of one. And they're gathering there on that green thing, uh can see the campfires, uh, you know, at night, and uh, still the people in town didn't care. Uh, and they said, of course, they'd want to get this uh, for Discordia, water, uh, steam stuff, who knows what else. Uh, you know, they're going to come, but still everybody kind of just lied around town lackadaisically. And so... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll do, let's go to this brainstorming session. Uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are actually trying to brainstorm. Okay, let, let me cut to them. Uh, you know, Dr. Triangle, I was wrong. You're right. We get like, uh, I don't know how we're going to get these people motivated, but I think it needs to be through the theater. Well, I mean, nothing else has motivated them, but what do you think about what theater are you talking about? Steam, steampunk stuff, uh. What if we show them how good they're li- like a world of steam? Remember Steampipe Alley? Yeah, that didn't have to do with being a steampunk. That was a TV show for kids. Yeah, Mario Cantone. What if we took that uh, and made it, took it and mashed it up with steampunk into a play uh, like a Victorian London? Uh, meets uh, the Middle Ages or something. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, so just do a play about how great it is to be a steampunk. Is what you're saying? Yeah, maybe like like make a steam. The old. Uh, I could do it. I could play the steampunk. Uh, steampunk without a without a puff or something. A little rubble without a cause. Okay, so you're saying glamour, gl- gl- glamorize being a steampunk and a connoisseur of uh, uh, steampunk lifestyle. Yeah, I'll do a play about that. Uh, I'll really ham it up. Uh, but also, just like my sister did, you know, just make it seem impossible for these people to obtain. But maybe that's what that's, where those things are going, too. You know, one other thing I noticed was that the town's defenses are, uh, like, the town has a defensive system. It's all steam-based. What do you mean? Like, a lot of the pipes going through, through, through from a couple of the train engines, uh, they go to things to shoot high-powered water jets, uh, 
there's a couple steam launch uh, trebuchets and uh, uh, like a bunch of things to propel things uh, that would definitely outmatch, uh, probably outmatch uh, Discordia. Okay, so this isn't a problem math, it's a problem motivation. I'll just do a great steampunk presentation. Great show. You know, kind of blow everybody's mind. Okay, so what are you going to do? Like a music, because we've used the music, you know, that one. Trouble in River City, I think we've done that twice already. Okay, so we won't do that. I think Rebel Rebel Without a Steam. I don't know. A Victor, uh, what about a uh, steampunk in Victorian London? I, that's how. All, that's the name of those. One of those books. What about a Victorian steampunk in a vi- desert oasis? Okay, tell me more. A holy blue sky. What if you? Okay, so you dress as a steampunk. You're cool. You play it however you want. Uh, Dean Brando. Uh, who was who that? Gos, AAA Gosling? I, I don't know. However you want to go. Okay. Uh, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking more of uh, of Aquafina feel, but go ahead anyway. Okay, so play like that, and then you've arrived here. This is you know this has happened before, and then you say, "Where's a." Uh, Where's my? You you point out all of the deficiencies, so you might have to. It might have to be like a, a walking real life play, where you don't break character for days, and you just keep incessantly pointing out all the things that are all the modern conveniences of Victorian steam that are missing from the town. Keep planting those seeds. Also, I'll keep pointing out that uh, we could easily uh, keep the Discordians at bay. But, I mean, so it's kind of like they have everything they want, but they could have more. That might just motivate them. And just keep, go ahead, like, be like, oh, how do you, you know, oh, what, you know, how how do you uh, blow cool air? Your air is cool down here, but it doesn't move so stuffy. Uh, I'd do anything for a Victorian steam fan. Uh, and they'd say, well, we don't want, you know, whatever. That's how they all talk around here. Well... Why don't you just go for a walk? Oh, well, you have a steam engine here. It's just too bad. Uh, oh, you know, you okay, I got it. I can do that. Okay, great. Uh, why don't you get 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 it, go get work on your wardrobe, and uh, I'll keep an eye on the edge of town. Yeah, uh, hey, everybody, Ada's here. I'm Ada. You know, I'm back uh, to talk to you once again. And so uh, Isosceles did uh, become a Victorian uh, steampunk in Oasis Town and made the play. Uh, and like some great art, uh, was both uh, inspirant and an irritant at the same time. And people in the town did start to tinker at the steam engines, especially the people whose nostalgia was reawakened by having, they said, well, I don't understand how you'd make toast with steam. Uh, uh, Philobotamo or whatever, I forgot what name Dr. Triangles or Isosceles has been going by because you have to tune it out. For me, it's not an inspirant. But they said, well, this is how you make a toast with steam. 
Uh, but, the, 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 you know, the idea of uh, having things even better than a perfect desert oasis uh, it started to get on people. And then some people that were more family-oriented or community-oriented started to think about, uh, as uh, I essentially pointed out, the defenses of the town. Uh, well, why wouldn't we put these to use uh, so easy if it was steam-powered? And we have we have everything, and soon uh, the hubbub started to grow in town, and people started to ask, "Well, I don't know how to, you know, b- b- ratchet these bolts." Uh, and people started to work and tinker and refurbish and polish and oil and grease and tighten and you know hammer and all those things. Uh, it was a flurry of activity. And there's actually people that were qualified to supervise. Uh, and so they were saying, okay, well, we're going to start our first uh, soft test launch on this day. And finally the day came uh, when they would do their first small boil, they called it, their first steam. And the more activity in the town, the more activity there was out uh at the edge of the desert, and Isosceles and Dr. Triangle were even watching. But the desert didn't seem, Discordia's team didn't seem to be able to manage crossing the desert to them either. And so a whole back and forth went, uh, and then it was time for the first steam, and everyone gathered. It didn't go well. I mean, I'll just be honest with you since I'm the narrator, uh, uh, they were unable to 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 get to wrap their minds around it. Despite everyone being there, despite everyone working together, uh, the right balance of uh, coal, heat, and water, and even for something simple and a, a simpler steam engine, uh, they just weren't able to do it. You know, they could boil water. Uh, but they couldn't boil water in the right balance. Uh, it was either too much water, too little water, too much steam, too little steam, too much coal, too much wood, or not enough. Uh, you know, to even do basic tasks. Uh, and then the idea of storing the steam and then releasing it. Uh, and everyone became very, very... Uh, Unhappy in, uh, you know, F-R-U-S-T-R-A-T-E-D. And so they, like, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, the rest of the town was uh, hung their heads, uh, but they looked at one another. And, uh, okay, so uh, don't worry, everybody. Uh, we're going to work on this uh, for love of steam. You know, that was the catch line for my uh, character. And that's what we're doing, so, so to try and walk with me. This is not a motivation problem, it's a math problem. Yeah, it's a math problem. Okay, so what if we, so we'll just restore the math, uh, and we'll be all set. Um, well, I've been thinking about that, because I realized it was a math problem a while ago, but I was hoping it was, effect. I, I, I didn't realize the breadth of its impact, what do you mean you realized it was a math problem a while ago? Well, I thought it was tra- traversing the desert and distance that was the math problem. 
but it, it is that uh, overlaid on uh, what we need to calculate. It's hard for me to process without the actual principle, but so, yeah, it's a math principle that's missing. And with the math principle, we'll be able to restore steam to this town and we'll be able to get out of here. Right, but uh, so that's what's keeping Discordia's uh, people at bay. Uh, but, but that's what's keeping Discordia's people at bay. No, they're just waiting for something. Or maybe they think we have steam and can hold them off. Nah, at this point they have sheer numbers. Uh, so I don't think, so as soon as we solve the math, that, that uh, they'll just come and take the water in the town. And even if we get out of here, then they'll control the steam in the water. Okay, well, uh, we could get everybody out of the town, I guess, with us. Now, so I didn't tell you this, but my sister sent your sister sent me a letter too, and she said, and I would have probably suspected it anyway that uh, this isn't some simple aquifer. There's, there's some sort of, uh, this is here for some kind of reason. I mean, even if it's just to restore water to nearby cities and power cities with steam. Uh, but I got to think that Discordia is not gathered for me and you, which, I, you, uh, oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought they were going to come get us. Uh, no, they're here to get the town and the water. And they probably even knew what we were doing, and now they've put us in this dilemma. Okay. Uh, so what do we do? I think I think you're wrong, though. I'll be honest. Uh, I think this town, uh, I think there's enough to, remember that movie on the road or whatever, with that they were able to hold, hold the town. That wasn't the name of that movie, but, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, if we restore the steam, I mean, we'd have to have everybody ready. Okay, but you know the math principle. I mean, I'm pretty sure. It, I'm pretty sure it's a conversion thing, because uh, it's like trying to watch. Because if you try to watch some of those, uh, the gauges. Uh, no, I've been confused. Okay, here's a question for you. What if we go get that mini steam engine? Well, actually, everybody went back home. So, uh, look, it's uh, just sitting there in the middle of town by itself. Uh, there's even a warm fire. What if we restore the mass principle here? And we don't do Then maybe it buys us enough time uh, uh, to... Uh, that Discord, like to get ready for Discordia either way, or we just don't tell Discordia. Huh, that's an interesting idea, because they have been testing the, uh, okay, like, so we could restore the principle without them knowing about it if we don't do it, obviously. Okay, okay, I'm going to get the steam engine ready. You restore the mast. Uh, do you have uh, a charm in mind? Uh, yeah, I have one that looks like a tea kettle. What do you have? I have one that looks like a bit of a furnace. Okay. Uh, okay, Discord, uh, uh, Shashat, we call upon you. 
to, to, to restore uh, the principle of ratio rates and conversion. Oh, wait a second. You, we already asked. It's too late. Because we already convert. We, we, we did that in another town. Doesn't mean it can't be missing in two places. Uh, ratio rates and conversions. Shashad, I already asked. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Because, uh, okay, so what do you think? Uh, yeah, that giant train over there. It's turning into a giant steam woman. It's a steam gal, I think that's what it says on the, the that's the name of the train. Oh boy. Uh, she has a top hat. Uh, she's got to be like 30 feet high. Yeah, what, what is she doing? Well, she's just standing over us. I think she's building up steam. Okay, so we, at least we have some time. What are we going to do now? Well, here's the thing. They're going to be able to see that probably out there. So that's not good. Also, we have a giant, uh, I think she's more like 70 feet tall, steam woman, steam gal. And once she builds up enough steam, uh, then, like, luckily she didn't come pre-stoked. Cause, uh, but she'll probably, either way, that we're in trouble and the town's in trouble and we don't really have a way to get out of here still. Okay. Oh, she's looking at a uh, high steam gal. Uh, uh, I think she just made a choo-choo, tried to make a choo-choo sound, but she doesn't have enough steam. Okay, here's an idea, because you did such a good job as uh, with that Victorian play. Uh, what if you do a play for steam gal? I figured out the principle, so I knew it was one of two math principles, so I know what the math principle is. I'm not going to mention it right now. But what if you do a play with Steam Gals? See, everybody in the town's coming to gather, like talking about how these are all other steam-based beings. These We're all steam caretake, caretakers of the steam. And who knows what this would be great if we get all the steam running in this town, what it'll even do uh, other than help distribute this, it seems like, endless aquifer to other places that might need water. Uh, but uh, like, uh, teach. What if you do a play while well, Steam Girl's gal's getting her uh, thing built up? Uh, you know, kind of. It's like she just came into this world. Maybe that's one of these things with these b- b- bosses we've been dealing with. Uh, since she's not instantly against us, you win her over. Uh, then. Win her over, show how much, I know, I realize you're going to object, so I'm going to finish what I'm saying, is uh, win her over, show her we, how we care and tinker for steam, then, uh, and how we we got to defend ourselves against the takers of the steam. Make sure to put that in the performance, okay? Takers of the steam, got it. Uh, but that was the bureaucrats in, in the Victorian era for me, for the other play. Okay, whatever it is, that's fine. But uh, show her that, uh, that we care for steam because then, when, then we restore the math principle. She'll uh, hopefully we could like repair her. Then she'll be even more in our good grace. We'll be in her good graces. We'll have the defense, and we could send her out uh, to help uh, keep this area uh, discordia free. 
Huh, so, so you're saying if we, so we'll restore the mass principle, we're probably having to, she'll deactivate, but we'll reactivate her. Uh, well, yeah, you got to connect with what's deepest in the fire, the real fire within her heart, you know, her steam heart, uh, not just the coal, you know what I'm saying? You really have to do a performance that's so legendary. Uh, that you find the spark within her, you, 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 like the, oh, the all spark. Well, that's uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then we'll use, then we'll be fine. Then uh, we'll have the town. We'll be able to leave the town. All right, I'll get to it. You get to it. I'll get to it. Right. Okay. Go. Why don't you go get changed? Uh, Hey, Ada here. So then uh, Isosceles put a, a kind of a performance, uh, another performance in the round uh, for Steam Gal. And she watched with her childlike uh, incandescent eyes and uh, Di- Dr. Triangle helped Isosceles, all of the people of the town. They already had a soft spot for her, I guess, because of their connection in their past lives to steam and steam engines. And that she may have truly been the first uh, steam-based being ever to become to sentience on Earth uh, is an exciting thing. But then to know that uh, as quickly as she came, you know, that once she built up her full steam, she would probably mess with the town. And uh, what they didn't quite realize is that worked out is that uh, the play was going really well. Steam gals seem to be interested in a life of uh, a steam-based community and uh, refurbishment and regular maintenance and all that. Uh, the way it worked, though, was that as she built up steam, she still rose up to her full height and started blasting steam, communicated. Luckily, I don't have to do any of this, but, you know, a lot of it was like... Uh, those steam whistle type sounds, which are like can can really get on your nerves. And when she did that, uh, the they thought at the edge of uh, way out there that the town had restored the steam. And so uh, the Discordians started going out and trying to traverse the desert without the proper calculations uh, of what they would need to traverse it. And so they kind of got stuck halfway. And then, after they were stuck kind of halfway, like they moved too early, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles took their... Uh, uh, okay, well, I'll just, you're right. I could just go to that because they're about to do it. Uh, so shall we call on you. Uh, you know, I was wrong on the last one, so shall, but wrong in the right way. And then... Uh, I guess we were even wrong again because uh, Steam Gale uh, still seems to be building up a little bit more steam, but she built up enough steam to slow Discordian's forces down uh, significantly. Uh, but we call on you as we hold these charms uh, to restore math to our world one principle at a time. The principle we call upon here, missing from our world, is the ability to uh, deal with quartiles, uh, you know, minimums, mediums, the first and third quartiles. Uh, so we call on you right now uh, to restore the principle and the usage of whisker plots to our world. Uh, so shot in your wisdom, please do so.
Okay, there goes Steam Girl. Okay, everybody get to work on Steam Girl. Steam Girl can use Steam Gal, I'm sorry. I should just read the side of the name of the train. Steam Gal, if you could hear me. I know I could see something deeper than steam in your incandescent eyes. And you watched that whole play I did. And I'll tell you a story about a, a steam heroine uh, who uh, was, oh, wow, her eyes, are, you, you guys are already, sto- sto- oh, because you're able to read the, uh, oh, I didn't realize you had those guide, paper guides to how much steam, oh, you just couldn't read those before. Oh, to make sure it's within the variances. Oh, because you can't, you got to make sure you don't add the fuel or this water for, you got to avoid the minimum and the maximum. Oh, so that's what a whisker plot does. Oh, these are gauges which work in a similar way. Interesting. So you're already restricted. Hi, steam gal. It's me, uh, Isosceles. Uh, well, you you went for a little sleepy poop, but it was just a second, and we're getting the steam back uh, to the town. And we are going to have to, once you're at full steam again, steam gal, we're going to have to ask you to go out to the edge of the town because the Discordia, of course, has a backup uh, you know, backup force waiting to come here and help us uh, take care of your home. That's right, home. You're right. Just uh, This is your home, Steam Gal. Oh, you want to put me on your shoulder and do that? Well, I don't know if I prefer going out to the... Oh, wow, those steam trebuchets really do work. Uh, okay, well, so we'll go out there and... Uh, what are you going to do, like kick, kick around some uh, of the forces of Discordia? Okay, I'll see you later, uh, isosceles. Okay, everybody, let's get everything ready, and we'll, we'll keep this uh, oasis uh, away uh, from uh, Discordia. Hey, so it's Ada here. So, they, you know, the action parts aren't as really that important. Uh, what you need to know is uh, Steam Gal and the people of the oasis and the pow- use the power of steam uh, to send Discordia's forces away. Of course, once they saw Steam Girl, almost no one was interested in uh, uh, trying to get across a, a barren desert anyway. And those few people that did saw the trebuchets and, the wa- you know, high-pressure water and all that. Uh, steam, you know, warm steam's not pleasant either. And they said, no, thank you, Discordia. Uh, this isn't This isn't winnable. And so uh, the town being kind of uh, uh, was safe for a time, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles uh, worked with the people, said they would come visit, had a heartfelt goodbye to Steam Gal, wished they could take her with them, and uh, then they had a heartfelt goodbye to the town, and they got their own small train, and they headed down a tunnel below the desert, uh, with me on the back, uh, Ada, your favorite mule and narrator. And the tunnel was so long that because we have, uh, we, uh, we've, uh, we decided to stop because it's, uh, you just got to stop when you're tired because we can't tell if it's night or day. But here we are in a cool tunnel. There's steam pipes running down our sides, uh, a cool water pipe, was uh, fresh water pipe, and, Yeah, we're going to get some sleep here, and I'll talk to you soon. Good night.
All right, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of our uh, episodically modular series, uh, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. It does come with a hint of seriality, but you could listen in any order. That's what episodically modular means, because I'm going to catch you up right now. A bedtime story is set up with a bed, you know, in a bedtime story format. Uh, so I'll slow it down even more. So, Dr. Tri, so if this is your first episode, you're in good shape. Uh, and if this is, you say, well, I listen to, to seven, then two, then this one. I say, no problem. I'll catch you right up. Uh, this, I believe, is episode nine. Though, again, like I said, those are just numbers. Uh, episode numbers are just no- numbers in this case, uh, except for the last one, ten. But, but still, you could listen to it in any order. Uh, you know, I tried reading, like, uh, for practice for when I was a librarian. I read uh, Terry Goodkind's uh, second book in uh, the Wizard of Truth series, I believe that's it, or the Sword of Truth. Uh, and then I went back. Uh, so I don't know what that has to do with it. Sorry, Terry, by the way. Uh, no one if I was supposed to do that. Okay, so where was I? I was saying, oh, so welcome to our series, uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Good evening. So this is the tale of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, two traveling performers who live in a world without math, uh, or a world of greatly reduced math and math-based principles. Uh, Once it was a world uh, pretty much like ours, pretty much our world, and then... There was a waning, there was a combination of things, a waning belief in respect for math, you know, which seems very far-fetched, of course. I mean, not like a general, you say, oof, math, uh, that's different. This is like, uh, you know you know what I mean. Uh, but you say, well, is it just humans being humans? And I say, well, in this case, that's where there was uh, more than one thing happening. So in the populace of planet Earth, uh, particularly in the USA where I live, uh, in this fictional story, the people said, well, you know, math, uh, you know, it got, got more and more. Not everybody, but probably, a, you know, plurality, whatever the one with, I don't know if it was a plurality, a majority, a pl- 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 what, is a, what is a group of pl- pl- plots called? A pl- pl- plotora- plotorally? That's more suited for a sleep with me intro, but I was just curious when I was thinking of uh, what's the one where everybody's trying to agree? Consensus. I don't know if there was a consensus on math, but there was also outside forces at work, outside of some people's belief systems even. But if you watch big screen movies, uh, a goddess had come to Earth or or sent her powers to Earth, uh, the goddess Discordia, who is anti-math. Uh, she's not, she's, she doesn't, uh, she wants to rid the entire planet Earth of all math. And uh, that's her plan. That's what she's been up to. First, probably subtly, then more and more actively. But of course, there's a counterbalance. And in this story, or in this historical recounting, is uh, another goddess, a Shashat, who believes in math and uh, math-based things. Uh because what we found uh, is that once you get rid of math, uh, you're pretty much living in a, you, you know, you still had, you can't, can't retain all the knowledge because you say, okay, boot, boot that up for me. Uh, and they say, well, it can't boot up. We don't have math. We don't have, there's no, okay. 
we could you could look it up in a book, but we got rid of the card catalog, so it's just a bunch of books now. And they said, didn't someone preserve the card catalog downstairs in the uh, like uh, archives? Yeah, but the archives were climate controlled, and those were uh, so the climate was no longer controlled. So there's yeah no we don't have the what in the name of the Dewey Decimal System how did it well actually if I could remember if I could decipher the Dewey Decimal System we because we, I had it memorized when I went to library school this is a fictional character by the way you know I'd be able to point you the right section but I can't remember there's all those numbers there I can't make any sense of them at all. So a world without math is a bit like uh, the Middle Ages or something. You say, well, okay, well, we got some basic concepts here or a low math world. So that's the world. Who are we talking about? Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, once traveling performers whose form of performance was math parody. They, like, they actually were capitalizing on anti-math sentiment. And they were traveling performers traveling in a wagon with their mule Ada, uh, putting on shows, uh, kind of making fun of math lovers uh, or math appreciators, which I'd consider myself a math appreciator and respecter. Uh, though I'll tell you what, as soon as you get rid of my electrons, I become a math lover without, I say, like, a, or forlorn, you know. So they, but then that was before the story started. Once the story started, they were recruited by the goddess Sashat. And she said to them, or her um, earthly, she said, you know, I'm looking for two heroic figures um, to restore the principles of math in the world. And I have these magic charm bracelets. And if you use it, if you figure out what principles missing it, geographically, different principles are missing. That's the procedural part. Uh, so they go to different areas, of the, mostly the United States, and like uh, not the whole bigger than the Midwest, because we've gotten as far as like Nevada, I think, and back far east is someplace. Yeah, but you go there and you say, oh, okay, you're missing the this. It wouldn't be this simple, but you'd say multiplication. That might be too big for just two Earth people to solve, but. Uh, they would get the charms that say like multiplication or the X symbol or whatever. And they would call on the power of the goddess to shot to restore that principle. And then it would be restored. And so a lot of times, so that's the kind of thing each episode they've gone there and be like, huh, how come this well's dry? Uh, water ran out. Oh, okay. Sure. That's not a math. Sure. Sure. We can't use math to fix this. And maybe they would look into it. Maybe it would be math-based. Maybe the water really ran out. Uh, that's not an episode, but I probably could have done one about that. That sounds a little too sleepy. So basically, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are traveling the, the, the old former United States uh, trying to restore math one principle at a time. And this is another episode. They also, the story's narrated by their mule, Ada. and. Uh, I'm trying to think any other stuff you need to know. They're heroic figures. You know, once they were, uh, they do have their own motivations, of course. And so that's it. And I also have a Hollywood, a very famous actor, uh, thespian, yes, uh, to, to uh, set up the, to introduce the episode. 
uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. As uh, so ladies, is a gentleman, is the boys, is the girls, the friends beyond the binarious time. In a world without mass, what does one plus one equals? The adventures of Doctor Triangle and I, Sussilis. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, I, like I always like. Yeah, that was pretty good. I also, Reddit loved that you get. Ah, hello to my friends on Reddit. Great job, man. Like, uh, so that's Mr. Antonio Banderas. He's going to go lie in my bed because I record in the closet in my bedroom. And he drives up from Los Angeles just to do this for whatever that took uh, and then lies down for a rest. Uh, then after I'm done recording, if he's behaved and not moved or, you know, breathed out. One time he said, if you want to hear a godlike sigh... It's probably not the most convenient time when I'm trying to record a podcast. No offense, Antonio, but holy cow. Uh, one time he sighed, and then I went out and I said, hey, what's going on? But that was private time, you know. But so also then I said, I thought I said shoes off. Uh, but that was anyway, not important. Uh, just, you know, some people forget and then some people sigh. I mean, I don't have a godlike sigh. Mine is more of like a like a. Like some creature that's more closer to the ground, like sigh. The sigh of a turtle, I've been told. I was thinking of other, like, uh, you know, some sort of. Anyway, Antonio's just chuckling. We're going to play a color coup later. So that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is uh, The Adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. I'm going to turn it over to Ada. Uh, hello, everyone. Ada the Mule here. So we're in a boat, uh, or uh, I know, I guess it is a skiff. It's it looks like it's a former rowboat, or it's a. I think they're called drift boats. Uh, we're we're on a boat. We do have uh, one of those things you have in a skiff. I'm not sure what they're called. A skiffing stick, and we're slowly moving. So the water we're in is moving. Now we are under the earth. Uh, this is, well, this, you know, I'm trying to fill you in in individual stories. Uh, we had gone into the earth out of like a, st- a steam, a town where there was a lot of steam uh, development going on that had ceased. And we found our way to these uh, under underground t- tunnels, uh, which were human made. And very, very advanced uh, for us, I guess, like in the whenever before the fall of math, you know, the aughts and the changing of from the aughts to the to whatever they were going to call them. uh, They may have developed these tunnels because they had that bore company. So giant tunnels under the earth is what I'm telling you. And this one has been slowly uh, going down a little bit at a time, barely and barely a great downward grade, but a very slow one. And we were on a train, like a small train for a little while. And, uh, we were going on train tracks and we noticed that very quickly, uh, we, we had started to, I'm trying to think of what it did to fill you in, but so there, there was some dampness in, in there because of the aquifer that we had left. 
And I don't know if they told you this in the last story. I guess that would have been my job. Is that there was a very deep aquifer that they had discovered, like a, a fresh water, a gigantic aquifer uh, in the desert in this, you know, western central United States. And it ended up these tunnels were attached to that aquifer. So very quickly, our train tracks went to the side of the tunnel. And then the bottom of the tunnel was uh, a flowing river. Not very fast, uh, but not too slow either. Like I said, it was slow uh, grade downward. And we were on the side, so a bit like a canal. And we were on the side of the canal in our little train car. And we were moving along. And because we were able to go at a reasonable pace, uh, I don't know how far we traveled. And then we uh, switched over to a boat. And as we were doing that, just recently, we started to encounter these valves, which are, uh, you've probably seen them in your movies and things. You turn a, a, a giant wheel clockwise or counterclockwise to open or close the valve. And at first we were ignoring them because they were like, there were signs on them, but we were like, well, we don't even know what we're doing here. Uh, but then when the train stopped uh, with the boat, it said stop uh, at every valve. And there would be, there's like a, this thing to stop the boat. Not completely, you just push it down and then the boat could go on. And it actually works out great for when we when we sleep because... Uh, then we're able to, uh, oh, and there's, because the water's slowly moving, there's electrical gen water wheels uh, generating electricity for lighting in here. Yeah, but so we stop, uh, so we stopped and it said there was big red signs. Now, the problem was that uh, none of the signs were very readable. There was, uh, va there's valves and then there's, uh, what are those things, gauges in the valves. And the the, the 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 Dr. Triangle and Isosceles have been trying to figure out uh, what these valves mean. Because the first ones, it, they were just green, and it was very simple. They turned each one, and then it was like, a, like a, they were green with arrows. And then it was clear that there was a gauge, and once they were turned, they were there. Were I guess maybe I should let them explain to it, because they're debating right now about it. Uh, I was thinking that, uh, like, uh, I thought, I thought I thought of a joke about tail, a tail and tails, uh, but I can't think of it now. So, so they're trying to debate because now it's gotten more complicated instead of just green arrows. So let me turn it over to a doctor, doctor Triangle and I, uh, okay. This, these, these are like, uh, you're saying these are words written in reverse, but I can't read them. We don't, and we. I don't know why we wouldn't have a mirror. Uh, we probably had one. I, we, I know we had to leave a lot of our stuff behind. Uh, but if we could, like, uh, I don't like the water's a mirror, and uh, you know, we've tried to look in the water to see it reverse, but the water's rippling too much. But then, if we try to read it backwards, uh, you're saying you can't. You can't make sense of it. No, 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 Isosceles. I, I'm saying I can. I, I, it's. Uh, I, I I guess I was trying to explain to you that it's a like a S T O P, but the w letters are also reversed. 
or there was one half, uh, H-A-L-F, and then it's flipped. It's like a mirror image, not just reverse. It's a little bit different than reversed. Uh, Okay. So that's why I said, okay, let's just turn this one, and then clockwise and counterclockwise. Okay. Okay. But not reverse. That's where I was getting mixed up. I thought they were supposed to be reversed. So then I said, but this looks, are you sure this isn't Russian? I remember saying that earlier. Yeah, no, it's not in Cyrillic. It's like, it's mirror images. And and it's just a matter of, uh, what's weird is I've been having trouble. I'm just able, like, there's some part of me that can recognize those words, uh, but I did try, like when we were working side by, it is frustrating, okay? So I'm I'm trying to, like, not trying to subtly say, I'm saying there's something interesting at work here. Okay, so so it's just confusing, right? Because, we, I mean, plus we've been down here, we've been going in this boat, we, I got no idea where, we're under the earth somewhere. It feels like, what is, we, we've been at it for two weeks or something. Right, and without any math, like it's impossible to know where we are. You're you're right about that. Uh, so, what do you think? Of all this. Okay, so here's the situation: we have this canal. We're going in the water. The water's going somewhere. Then we have pipes going and along on the sides of the roof of this thing. I banged on the pipes, uh, and they seem hollow. Uh, and then we're supposed to open some of these valves that different things are not open them based on reverse, simple reverse directions that at first were just open. I get the open one. Oh, green means go. So that's why I could understand. But now these are a little more nuanced, like you're saying, a half or whatever. Right. And then trying to read the gauges. It's not easy. Oh, what do I, but what do I think? That's what you asked. So here's, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So here's the thing. When we, we disembarked at a town full of steam engines, correct? Yes. And a giant aquifer. And I guess what my, I had posited is that, that area, that town, that, uh, oasis, yeah, that oasis we left, uh, was meant to just be a nice little community for people to live in that would be self-contained. Yeah, that's what we were thinking originally. You know, out in the middle of nowhere, no one could get there and bug you. Right, but now what I'm thinking is that uh, it was more of a testing ground. That aquifer seems to be humongous and supplying all this water and that... uh, yeah, like, uh, so, so there's all this water flowing that, like, in some direction. But then there's these pipes. The pipes, I believe, are to carry steam and air, which, yes, are two different things. Like, there's steam is air with water vapor, probably pressurized. And I think this other side is, like, the air that allows it to flow. I, I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. So we have the water for potential for steam and then steam into air, air, air out to air intake and steam outtake is what I'm suspecting. But I guess I'm, I'm a little confused too. And I think we just have to keep proceeding 
and eventually we'll get somewhere. Okay, but what would be, we'd be going somewhere where the water would be getting steamed eventually, but there's no steam in there now. So, so it's not related to the town we were in because this would be too much water. Do you think this is like some sort of Cold War relic or something like that? I don't know. I think like we should just bed down for the night. Right, Ada? Ada's looking at us uh, longingly, like longingly, like a, so let's just lie down, we'll take a break, and then we'll take the boat. We'll just keep going and keep opening these things and uh, trying to follow the directions. Hopefully they don't get any more complicated. Okay, hey, everyone, this is Ada. So we slept for a while, then we went on the boat, uh, and we continued. It was for a few days. Uh, to be honest, it felt like a few thousand years uh, with these two, but... Uh, and there was more valve turning and stuff, but the directions never got more complicated than uh, three quarters and a half, one quarter uh, turn clockwise and counterclockwise. Unless there was other stuff, but it said unless, and I think that had to do with the gauges. And then uh, Dr. Triangle's like, well, only if it's functional, that's what matters. These would be regularly checked. So that was a little bit confusing, but so where were we? So the um, so then we kept going and going and going, and now we've arrived. Oh, and also the temperature was getting warmer and warmer, and eventually though we arrived like where the boat ended. Now the water kept continuing, and the slope started to drop. Participate a lot, like uh, it changed to like waterfalls uh, after the boat stopped. We had a nice area to stop to get out, and now we've entered an underground control facility, and it has uh, bunks. It's very, very modern, very nice. Uh, and, oh, well, I'll just turn. Uh, okay, uh, I mean, here's a couple of things. Uh, so. Uh, this place is just too, I, I don't understand. It's so well kept and so nice. Uh, w- why do you think that is? I don't know. I think like either it's just gov- good government planning. I mean, that sounds funny, but uh, I think they must have been preparing for the fall math or something else. Uh, okay. And explain to me again, what do you think this place is for? Okay, well, I pretty much, I know, I'm pretty sure this is a, like, a geothermal steam plant, and one of the biggest ones, and a recovery plant, too, which is the interesting part. A recovery of what? Of of water vapor. And so, basically, probably still pretty far off, there is an area of, like, seismic activity of... of LAVA, yeah, 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 of, of yeah, of uh, yes, yeah, like a cr- Earth's crust is open. I mean, it's definitely close enough, to, close enough to warm this facility, and it would probably have to be pretty close. Uh, and they must have some way that this water is eventually flowing there and being recovered. Uh, so then it would like. Uh, I think probably there's another aquifer. This is just my guess because we started the water flowing. You would want to be able to control the flow of the water so that you're not losing any water when the plant's not functioning. And by the just looking at the uh, the, I'm just guessing this is a very large 
it may just be used to power some other facility related to this building. Okay. So should I be looking through stuff uh, to find stuff? Yeah, I think so. Like, see what you could dig up. Like, go through, you know, go through people's, like, uh, lockers and stuff like that or the offices down the hall. I'm going to try to figure out getting things operational because what I was saying was that uh, eventually, eventually the water will get, will turn to steam. Then the steam will be uh, captured in drive turbines, generate power. Uh, then the water vapor, as it cools, will be captured for probably for drinking its distilled water, and then maybe returned to the original. I don't know if it gets returned to the aquifer or what the best use, or maybe it gets released into the air, which would make oh, maybe it does. Like maybe there is a surface portion of this facility. Okay, that's all, but kind of barely interesting to me, uh, but. Uh, uh, so what should I be looking for? I guess like looking for anything like bigger plans, like so we can figure out what we're doing here. Or I can't make any sense of this. So it's like whatever. I think this is all in code. In code. That's what I was thinking with the mirror images. Everything here is not written. It's not in in, in American English. It's not in a Cyrillic so I have no idea. I can't make any sense of the control panels. But everything seems really well preserved and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, that's what I... Well, I think everything was just sealed here. Like, uh, they, they, they had a plan. They're waiting for someone to come operate it. It seems all structured in a way that it's a two two-person operation. So we would be able to get everything up and running if I could just make sense of the codes. What do you, what do you think that is just to keep people from messing? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's just, uh, you know, gov- that's like poor government planning, I guess. So we need to crack this code and then also figure out once we get everything running, where's the power? Where can we get, where can we plug in? Am I right? So the power, would you think the power will work? Well, that's another question. I mean, I, I do have another suspicion, which is that, uh, there's more and more things I've been noticing on our way here that were somewhat math-related, like the lights worked. Um, so maybe this is some sort of low-math impact zone. Maybe all math—who knows? Maybe all math goes. We just happen to be in a pocket of uh, full mathdom or something. And so I think what we should do is uh, you go look, and I'll get to work here trying to figure out these controls. How's that sound? Uh, this that sounds great. Okay, hey, hey everybody, Ada here. Bye, bye. Uh, so, Doctor Triangle and Isosceles separated for a little bit, um, and it ended up being more than a little bit of not a. It was a, but basically, eventually, I just wanted to skip that part because nothing really happened. A lot of walking around, uh, Isosceles going into offices. Uh, sitting in desks, like uh, spinning around in the office chairs, you know, looking through, rifling, uh, trying to find a plant, then forgetting why Isosceles was there, uh, then pretending, uh, like, to call people in, and, uh, like, uh, play-acting, basically, saying, okay, well, well, come on in, I wanted to discuss uh, these demerits with you. 
Uh, then eventually, Doctor Triangle find, found isosceles and said, "Can you give me an update on what's your? Have you found any plants? Uh, where? How much power is this plant going to generate? Uh, where is the steam going? What? What? Everything." Eventually, then they collaborated again, which was probably the mistake to split up and work on the code and then the, the searching. And what they found was, uh, with a little bit more looking, that this was a massive, uh, and I, again, I'm just a mule, so I don't know if this is exact terminology, but a geothermal steam plant would be a, like a soft cell. Uh, for this was a plant that used the earth, it happened to be a place where the crusts, uh, a new intersection, actually, like, so you might say, well, I'm not familiar with the, the tectonic plate in that area. Uh, but a her- area of a high geothermal activity and, like, a lot of it. And then in the surround, so basically, there's a giant area nestled in between two mountain ranges uh, that, the, that this plant is nearby uh, that it's designed to supply uh, power, water, clean water, warm, like uh, heat uh, from the, like a really, really efficient, uh, no fossil fuels. And a lot of it like uh, like it actually harkens back to the steampunk thing before, because a lot of it is steam, like not just electricity, uh, but a lot of it is direct steam powered conveniences. Uh, and there are some habitable areas. So this was, to the best of my knowledge, uh, some sort of uh, pre-evolve math program to say, oh, okay, if never, everything doesn't go great with, uh, I don't know if they knew about the fall of math, uh, but maybe that was on their chart of possible things that might not work out so great. Uh, they said, well, we have this mountain base, uh, Actually, we have this undiscovered aquifer in, uh, aquifer in the desert and uh, this new crust earth. Also, we've crusted up a lot of the earth with the F-R-A-C-K-I-N-G-ing. So a dual thing about this would be that it will um, actually further the cracks like in the like outlying areas, uh, the far outlying areas. So this will become like a self-contained, possible utopia, if it was to work out. Their thing was a you know, place to recover for two or three generations. I said, holy cow, these humans. Uh, so, and, and not just for like a few, not just for a few, like or just a chosen few, a selected few, more than a selected few, uh, and then more, it wasn't like, it, like, uh, exclusive, like if you got an invite, you were good to go, but also they had actually, cause you see these things and they say, well, it's just for the, um, people with connections or that. Now you would be geographically limited, but they were planning, they had room for everybody that could probably get there if like, uh, unless it was a slow, like this decline of math, uh, Ended up, they didn't foresee that. So it ended up, uh, huh, I wonder what, uh, well, maybe Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. So they figured out this is great. This is huge. I mean, all of the communities they visited uh, can benefit from this. A lot of them 
would actually be within this, uh, like, a new Earth crust zone. Uh, so in some sense, it would be separated from the affiliated states on one side and then whatever's going on in the West, which is not so great either. So really getting this plant up and running to get the water into the, like, this is a big deal. So let me turn it back over to them because they're trying to figure out, oh, okay, okay. I guess I'm talking. I'm, I'm just excited. I guess this sounds great even for me. Okay, they're talking. Okay, so, so we've tried mirrors, we've tried writing things out, and we just can't get. I think it's because we want it. So you know what I mean. Maybe you don't because we were trying to work on your thing. Like uh, you know, when you want something, sometimes you push it away. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, we're not seeing the whole picture or something. I mean, because it's just so exciting. Like, this fixes everything. There's room for me to have privacy and even relocate my things. But even the communities we visited could benefit from this. Or they could relocate here. Though we probably need some of those, you know, some of the services they could offer. But this could become like a new, smaller, like, this could become like its own math zone. Uh, maybe, or I, I don't know. I mean, uh, this could really work out really great. Like, do you think this is why we're here? This is our purpose. We're driving to this the whole time. And now we've just got to figure out this code. So I guess, yeah, that's why it's so hard to get this code down because, uh, this is why we're here. Like, this is what Sashat must have wanted. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was, why did, I guess because we'd need all those other communities. So restoring math in those communities would be key to a supply chain, uh, which we were already putting in place. But this could be the the most urban area, like this could be a real city eventually. And there's already plenty, I mean, it, well, it's big enough for cities. I mean, this is really like a, even in this uh, this valley, it's quite large. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I think this is what we've been building for, I guess. I mean, it's just frustrating. But if so what are we trying to, why am I trying to figure out a code when it's just math? Oh, holy mackerel. Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, uh, so what I'm thinking is that... Uh, this is just another missing math principle. And then we were trying to, I was trying to figure it out like it was a code. And okay, so we have to figure out the math to, to, to decode it. No, I think it's a very simple solution, actually. The, like every almost, did you notice that? Like a lot of the solutions have been. Math makes complication. Everybody blames math for overcomplicating things. It really simplifies it. I don't know. I mean, you may be using like a, you may be a little biased because of your own experience. But go ahead and tell me more. Okay, so, well, I'm just saying that I don't think it's a code. I think it's just a missing math principle, and our our, our eyes are blind. You know, we can't we can't see the truth. Uh, 
because the math principle doesn't exist. So it's not something we could ever decode without the principle of math, uh, the underlying principle that's missing. Okay, so which one would it be? Okay, well, I think it's mirror images, is reflections. Uh, I think it's like transformations, reflections, and translations. And also uh, reflections, some other principle. What would it be? Oh, rotations. You can see some of these are maps for the uh, the different steam channels, uh, the plumbing, you call it. Uh, oh, yeah, this, did I t- tell you this? This reminds me of this game I used to play on the computer. Uh, oh, where's my... No, 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 before the... Before, on the computer only, before devices... Oh, the air before devices. I can't believe you were around. Well, I, you know, I lived in a... And anyway, we had only access to older devices, a computer. And it was like that water thing, but it was uh, it was, uh, it was, was just plumbing. It was a simpler thing then. But yeah, that reminded me of it, turning the... Oh, so the water can go flow. I think in my case it was under... It was uh, not water, it was green stuff. Okay, that's fascinating. So, so where does that leave us? Uh, it leaves us. Uh, huh, great question. Oh, with the math principle. So the math principle is reflection, rotation, and translation uh, or transformation. All all those things. Uh, do you have? I have a mirror here on my chain right now, and. Uh, uh, Two versions of the same triangle. Oh, wow. I have two other versions of that same triangle. Or they're all the same triangle, just uh, hung from the charm bracelet in different places. Or, or they're different. Tri- they're actually different triangles because they're four different charms. Oh, and yeah, I also have a grid. Okay, so you're ready. Okay, yeah. Uh, so by Shashat. If you could hear us in all of your wisdom and glory, please see fit to restore the mathematic principles of transformation, translation, reflection, and rotation, and rotation, uh, rotations, uh, plural. But don't, please restore them. We ask you this in humbleness to your wisdom, Sashada, so that we may serve and math may. Would you serve us and we may serve, we're here to serve math. Uh, thank you, Sashat. Please restore those principles. Okay, now what? Well, now is the easy part. So now there is code, but I think if we hold up a mirror to some of them, I mean, we'll have to decode things, but it's not going to be hard anymore because it's a simple code. It's either reflection, rotation, or uh, it might be translation, which is like moving a shape around, but it stays the same. Okay, so let's get started then. Well, I think we should take a rest, and then we'll get started. Okay, let's take a rest, and then we'll get to... You're right, this is so exciting. Also, I gotta recommend this. Uh, I know there's like uh, sleeping quarters that we've been staying in, but the offices are quite fun. And... uh like uh, there's uh, like there's uh, there's someone's office uh, 
the, their name is not Chicago or Zhivago. Uh, it's Zhivago. And I'd like to have that office as mine. Okay, that's fine. Are you, are you going to sleep in the office? Is there snacks in there? Is that why? Yeah, actually, there's a mirror in there. And I was wondering because I felt like something was off. Uh, and now that mirror, now that reflections are restored, uh, I should have mentioned that too. Okay, well, actually, I don't know if I should. Maybe we should just, because now, maybe I would, let's just start, because I notice these lights are starting to light up. Oh, yeah, let's get to, like, uh, yeah, well, let's take a rest. And then, like, uh, you're right, because uh, actually, now I'm ready to go in my office and pretend I'm uh, Dr. Chicago. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to go to the sleeping quarters. I'll see you in a little while. Tomorrow, I guess. Hey, everyone. Ada here. So they rested, and then they went to work. And again, this part is like, uh, not, you know, I just wanted to to skip it. because So there were some codes that were mirror codes, like you held up a mirror where they were able to find more than one mirror yeah, because it was office environment. And then... Uh, they slowly restored things, and then they slowly got things going, which triggered uh, the water to start flowing, steam to start building up. Uh, it was amazing that it was a mostly automated plant, but again, they kept being surprised everything was ready to go. As far as, like, upkeep and maintenance, uh, since it seemed like no one had been in there, but then they were like, oh, uh, like, uh, what well, they were, you know, they were like, well, how do we know? No one, but uh, they said it's strange. And so they got everything going. I guess, I, whoops, I teased that a little bit too much. I'm sorry. This is Ada. I mean, they're going to, if they knew that I was, you know, but you'll, you, you guess that's not my job. My job's not to, but so they got everything running and the steam going and the power, a lot of it was, you know, potential. Like, so just building up the steam getting the turbines going and uh, uh, th- that's so they're getting very excited because then everything's this has been it could, took them a couple days uh, uh, of decoding things uh, to get it going and switching and stuff like that and you know they were dressing as Dr. Chicago so okay so I'll turn it over uh, well, Dr. Triangle, uh, you don't need to call me doctor anymore because it looks like our work's almost done. There's just this one, like, uh, does this mean that it's redirecting actual lava, uh, just somewhere? Yeah, I don't understand that, uh, what those mechanisms are doing, uh, but it does say, oh, yeah. It's like, uh, it says it's, go, like, maybe we could observe it, because it says it's viewable through one of the telescopes up on the roof. Uh, what are you, there's a pause in your voice. Uh, what is that? Well, I mean, our work's really not done, because uh, we'll have to get a hold of uh, your sister. I'll have to go get all of my supplies, so that'll take a few months. I mean, we'll have to spread the word. But I'm just wondering why we haven't heard from Sashat. Also, I'm just wondering if this is, uh, 
if it's like I get the sense now that we like uh, that uh, I don't know what is it. Uh, let's do it while we walk to the roof to observe. Uh, so there's lava flowing. Yeah, about uh, it's a powerful telescope up on the roof. It says in the one guide. And about 40 miles out, uh, this telescope can view this, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a, like a, it says it's a lava accelerator, which I've never heard of. It's steam, it's a steam, uh, steam and lava accelerator. Okay. Well, what were you, uh, well, I just feel like I think, I give the sense that Sashat and Discordia have made a, some sort of, uh, arrangement and we're just pawns in the game why do you okay i'm not a following okay well don't you think this just worked out a little bit too well because so now basically there's two or three uh like a isolated geographic areas uh a one that has no mass or very, very low mass, uh, of Eastern affiliated states or whatever it's called. Then the West, which we don't really know anything about, except that there's no low mass there. And then this portion of the, the, the West, you know, to the somewhat of the Midwest, uh, but accessible because where that, uh, all that, like all that drilling and pumping, like, a lot of that aquifer, I think, uh, they got it, like, they had prepared for it. But anyway, it, it just me. I, I don't know, like, seems like they maybe have worked a deal. Is there something wrong with that, though? Because then there'll be a math. Will those, all those people be deprived of math, one? And two, I just didn't like being not told that. Uh, okay, so see, here's the telescope. It does look like there's bright lights, uh. It looks like there's like lava flowing into, uh, uh, it's like piling up or something. Well, that's, uh, interesting. It's beautiful. Uh, it's like piling up though. It looks like, uh, it's weird. It looks like it, like, you know, you remember Treebeard? Uh, you've talked about Treebeard before, or maybe I have. Yeah, I'm familiar with Treebeard. Like, it looks like tree, like the legs of, uh, is that a speaker there? It seems like it's fuzzing. Can you hit that? Oh, let me hit the squelch. Uh, oh, what's that? There's talking coming through it. Okay, turn up the volume. It's talking. It's discord. Your discordia coming through a speaker. You're la- laughing at us, huh? Yes, yeah, so it's discordia laughing at us, uh. Yeah, I did say that. Okay, F- followed all of the plans. Uh, oh, you've been listening in on us, uh, and you think it's very funny? Oh, because that's you. Oh, you didn't. So that's you. Wait a second. Oh boy, what what is it? Let me just finish listening, and then I'll explain to you. Well, we didn't fall. We we. Uh, are you sure you didn't reach a compromise with Shashat? Oh, this will also become a nomad. Well, you need this. Oh, so even though, so you're, you can't have chaos everywhere, I see. So this will be the balance point for your chaos-based empire, though. 
Oh, and it's, you, yeah. Yeah, you can't have a lot of luxury with chaos. I hear that. Uh, oh, so basically we set up the whole supply chain for your... So you've been pretending to be shot the whole time? What is it? Okay. Okay, just hang up or turn that speaker off. Okay, what happened? Okay, well, it's not good. And I think we're going to have a little CRI, you know, a little faith. faith uh, so basically, I can't believe it, though. I can't believe it. Are you telling me you've you're, you're believe, you've believed and then you've lost your belief, but you're reclaiming your belief? I guess apparently I have. I started to hope or something because... According to Discordia, which she said it right when over the speaker, I'm surprised you didn't hear it, but uh, this has been her plan all along. The reason the base was so well kept is because uh, her people have been keeping it up and they had everything greased and lubed and ready to go. And the only thing they couldn't do was undo the math puzzle. So they do need, Discordia needs math. Uh, but only like in a, um, a dictatorial way. So basically, this will be the mass. Won't be for the people. It'll be like we imagined the you know, it would be only for the point zero zero percent. I guess. Uh, that's not the worst part, though. Okay, tell me what the worst part is. So normally you'd say, well, you know, maybe we could get some demand. You know, maybe we could figure something out. We don't want a dictator controlling the one mass-based zone that will actually have power and, you know, all the stuff, not quite back to the pre-fall days, but just like in our place, that would be pretty cool to have. I was looking forward to having a steam bath and, you know, whatever, inventing, you know, I don't think I'm the best inventor, but... uh, Inventing steam-based inventions, steam convenience. Yeah, so I was looking forward to getting my sister and the rest of my family. Yeah, that's not going to be an option. Okay, so Discordy played us, uh, and it's played us the whole time. I don't know. I think that's what Discordia wants us to believe, uh, that there is no Sashat, or there never was, but that's not possible either. Because we we believe, uh, well, because the like was Discordia providing our ma- That's what anyway. That's why I turned the speaker off, even though Discordia's still listening. Okay, but what was the other thing that you said was not good? Okay, basically, Sashad and Discordia haven't had to haven't been able to have corporal bodies, and you know when like uh, that favorite corporal body for especially a, like a Discordian type god or goddess is, uh, you know, earth lava body. It's very popular. Oh, yeah, they're usually like, uh, yeah, they usually, that is a popular look for them. Yeah, so we just started that. Like when we started the steam plant, uh, it looks like one of the measures that they had planned for a protection was uh, some sort of... Uh, I don't know. They altered the machine, the, the lava accelerator. How can you accelerate? I don't understand. I don't know. Probably part of its magic. I mean, she is a goddess. Uh, but the reason, you know, not 100% of math was gone because uh, Discordia wasn't fully. Pow- She's going to be a full resident of Earth. Uh, 
Okay, so how? Oh boy, that's not good. That means uh, that means uh, yeah. So not only are we intellectually and spiritually in, in a bit of a pickle, we're also actually in a pickle too. Uh, because once she has a corporal body, she'll uh, she'll give us a visit, and who like uh, that's pretty unlimited power. Not to mention then telling other humans, hey, we got all this great, like, uh, oh, boy, so what are we going to do? I think we should rest uh, because we worked very hard getting everything up and running. And by my calculations, uh, because we're in a high math zone now, I'm just doing like a basic, it's going to be about 86 hours uh so even though it seems like short or long, it's it's just enough time for us to get a good rest and then work on a plan tomorrow. Because I still I have to still believe that Sushat didn't put us in this situation. Oh, Doctor Triangle is a, I thought you were uh, an actor playing a person of science. Uh, now I realize you're a performer. Uh, yeah, I I I I, I believe in math. I do. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to, let's get rest and then we'll, hey, Ada, Ada's waiting at the bottom of the ladder for us. We're going to get some rest. Uh, It's good seeing you. Okay. Yeah. Let me pet your head. It's going to, everything's going to be okay. It's going to work out great. Uh, yeah, I'll sing you to sleep. Good night, Ada. Good night. Good night, Dr. Shivago. Uh, good night, Dr. Triangle. All right, everybody, it's time for another episode of our modular, uh, what is it? How do I forget these words? Uh, Procedural series with a tiny bit of episodicness mixed in uh, just because this is a a season-closing episode of uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. But if this is your first episode listening, don't worry. Because I'm going to give you everything you need to know. Dr. Triangle and Isosceles tells a tale of two heroic figures, or two figures trying to be heroic. Uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, traveling performers uh, that live in a world once like ours, but now a bit like uh, the Middle Ages. Uh, So there's like, what happened was, they live in a world without math, uh, so a world like ours, and then you take math out of it. Now, for simplicity's sake, we say a world without math. It's actually a world with a greatly reduced role in math and math powers. So anything that relies on the underlying principles of math, except, you know, they say, well, how would we even, they say, okay, well, not all math, okay? That's how we're able to, uh, you know, atoms and remain, you know what I mean, uh, so what that means is, you know, no more, uh, you know, no more 4G, no more 3G, no more 2G, uh, no more, you know, the only streaming there is is streamers, you know, or streamers on streakers, maybe. That would be, you say, okay, Scoots, I said, well, it just popped into my head. I don't know. Would be interesting. I'd say, well, I'd rather look at the streamer than you, uh, uh, just like, uh, no offense, but I'm just lying. Just delete that. Don't worry, I'm just looking at the streamers, not that other, like the, those, like, yeah, yeah, moving on. So it's a world that was once modern, now in a postmodern 
age, uh, low on math. And you might say, well, Scoots, what happened with math? Did people just stop believing in it? Let's say, thanks, little one. Hop, oh, you're, uh, you're thank, but can I refer you? Thanks. That's a great question. Yes, uh, there was a great decline in belief and trust in math. Uh, but it wasn't just people. I mean, come on, we're fallible, but not that fallible, right? Uh, it was the workings, the machinations of a goddess, Discordia, a goddess that wanted math no longer in the world, or at least the United. This episode, this series only takes place in the, the continental U.S. Uh, and not even mostly in the Midwest, it, just because that's all I had. To, you know, this is just where this story takes place. Hopefully, in the other parts of the world. I don't know if they, maybe they have math and they're just like, okay, you don't got math there? Good luck with that. Uh, they could be what, ha- I don't think it is, but uh, they could be an alternative version of the story. But it was so, where were we? A world without math. Uh, yeah, the mid, 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 middle part of the U.S. for the most part. Uh, two heroic figures. So this discordia came, took away math. You know, not everybody's going to be happy, but we do adjust to these things. But, you know, you can't uh, just, I guess there's a counterbalance, right? In a world without math, math will find a way. And this, there's another goddess, uh, Sashat, who is uh, the goddess of math or a goddess uh, that has great respect for math. And she chose Dr. Triangle and Isosceles to restore the principles of math, one principle at a time, uh, to our to, to our world or the world within the the world within the story. So the whole season thus far has been Dr. Triangle and Isosceles attempting to go to, town to town, restoring math uh, uh, where they can. Uh, so I think that's the main story. Uh, they were, okay, so they were traveling performers that didn't like math. They used to do a math parody show uh, that made fun of people that love and believe in math. But they were only doing it uh, just complicated, just like everything else. You know, they had mixed feelings about math, but they said, oh, there's this, this uh, marketplace for this type of humor. And it is, a, I guess it is a form of satire. Is all satire legitimate? I am not to be the judge of that especially in a world that I don't live in. I mean, I do because they, they go, well, I just go and visit when I'm writing and, and thinking about it and talking to the characters while we have tea together. But that's, those are my hobbies. This is the story. So Dr. Trang and I, Sassilis, have been trying to restore math. Now, of course, as the season comes to a close, uh, because we don't have some kind of network deal, we say, okay, well, we got to have, uh, it's got to go somewhere. So they had discovered this vast uh, system. I think we don't know who, who may have built it. Probably U.S. government before the fall of mass. But that's, again, I'm not 100% on this. Uh, the, like a vast system to power using a thermodynamic uh, or geothermal energy and st- steam uh, in like a, a, a very large valley they could use this steam generating pretty much perpetual. I mean, you got the earth, as long as the earth's core is rocking it, uh, to, uh, to, to power this valley and maybe restore some modern, modern stuff, uh, via steam and also pre pre set up. Uh, so again, some sort of prep work went into this 
Now, that was a, they said, holy cow. And then they said also, oh, it's going to change some of the tectonic action. So this valley would be uh, protected uh, from Discordia too. So so another plus, right? Uh, what they didn't realize was that Discordia knew about this the whole time or was leading them that way. But Discordia also needed the principles of math to make the valley function. So she was actually also using, I don't know if she was using Shashat, uh, uh, but she was also using Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. So now Discordia, now Discordia was also, I think like in these superhero movies, you know, they don't have full function. They have to operate through human paroxys. Uh, but now Discordia is working on becoming a fully functioning being, like a lava-based being uh, in this valley, not far from Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, which is a bit of a pickle. Also, they've had a, like, a, like they, I think they already went through, between episodes for sure, uh, kind of a faith-based crisis, because they said, well, we just had started to believe in serving Sashat and Matt, and now... We've been played with the shot of a reel, but the, the Dr. Triangle seems to strongly believe, uh, I don't know, the details get fuzzy, but the good thing is we have another narrator, Ada, who's there on scene, uh, who will fill things in. She is a mule, but, you know, you can't, you, 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 of course a sentient mule, winkety, winkety, poo. Uh, so that's like, uh, that's Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, world without math. Two heroic figures trying to restore the mass, dealing with the God-based nonsense. Uh, that's it. And now we have our how for not for the last time because uh, we will have a recap of the series. Uh, uh, we have our Hollywood announcer, the great, the amazing, uh, the melodious, beloved on Reddit. Uh, and worlds, worlds abound, uh, and Facebook too. People post pictures of you, uh, and I, I just try to imagine uh, if so. If you had to choose, like uh, you really are, like you say, well, there's different kinds of handsome. Like that could be your song, uh, and, and like you say, okay, I don't know, you know what I mean. I'm judging handsomeness in a whole new way. But uh, so anyway, I did, I just trying to compliment you uh, to introduce our series, Mister Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, thank you, my friend. Uh, is the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary? It's time for another episode of Doctor Triangle and Isosceles in a world without math. To hear, scooter, I'm like scooter now, stumbling because I don't know. But uh, thank you everyone for this opportunity. Sleep well. In a world without math. Hey, okay, scooter didn't write it. Oh, th- th- oh, thanks, Antonio. Antonio, go lie down. Uh, it's not easy getting mixed up and caught in your own words. Believe me, I know. Antonio's going to go lie in a, in, a, in my bed with on top of the comforter with his shoes off. Uh, and also, I got some socks. So I say, okay, well, why don't you put a fresh pair of socks on? I've been thinking about getting those things, like when you go in, like those tissues, some tissue paper. No, I'm kidding. Also, a hairnet. Uh, just to avoid any confusion where I say, was there like a... 
someone with long, some, I think say, geez, I don't remember this. Uh, long, luxurious hair in my bed. What is this? Uh, like, it, 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 my dream, you know, I said, oh, no, it's a dream of Antonio lying so still that none of his subtle movements are picked up on the, the mic uh, or his sighing because uh, he breathes so quietly. Even his smile, I can hear him smiling as he's listening now. Can you hear that? Uh, oof, talk about it. You have a handsome smile, and I'm not even seeing it. I'm just listening to it. Is that the handsome, most handsome smile you've ever heard? Holy mackerel. So that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is, uh, uh, oh, yeah, we are going to play Color C-O-L-O-R-K-U, uh, later. Uh, Mr. Antonio, oh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, hey, everyone, Ada here, Ada the Mule. And this is a, maybe like a, as a narrator, I'm going to have to turn most of thi- most things over to dialogue for a little while because I have to enter, you know, even though I've been like an observer in the story, unfortunately, I have to break a rule of narration, which is to take a more, and also I say, what is the narrator? How am I going to explain this to you? Uh, with it, you know, because we've established a bond, but it's a, it's just that I have to take a more active role in the story, a little bit, because you of you know, and you know, I'm not, I can't tell you everything, but you know, Nate has always been here to help uh, and help the principles of math. That is what I stand for. And you know, you know who you those of you that are math fans probably know who my namesake is. So. I will be taking, and I'm just standing, listening in, in the hall, and you, like some things you'll question, but you'll you'll figure it out. But but don't worry, I may be back to talk to you. I may not. I don't know exactly. So I guess maybe that's why I'm so. Because I don't even know how this is going to turn out. And I don't even know what the last thing I was explaining was. So the like the shot. Uh, I don't know. And then the Discordia is about 70% formed out there on the plane. And when she forms, this will be her world, I guess. Uh, and who knows what that even means. I don't know if we covered that in the last one, but it sounds like uh, she would take over all of the Earth, or at least the U.S., and uh, rule, like, maybe create dis... I don't know what powers her. I guess chaos, she said once, or some one of her uh, people did. So, you know, the, the bouncing between chaos and comfort. Uh, so she's about to be formed. Dr. Triangle and Isosceles have been running around trying to figure out what to do. They've slowed her down, her formation. And I'm going in there. They're taught, like, they're, well, uh, actually, Isosceles is, anyway, you'll see it. You'll hear it. Okay, so here, have a seat. Uh, you're pacing around. We need to take a break. What, what is that in that box you have? Uh, I have some treats here. I have uh, fruit, fruit pies. Uh, you know the ones you get uh, at the gas station or the bodega? We used to. Uh Oh, you mean like the ones, the, the, oh, wow. Yeah, and I've, someone had these uh, in, a, in, a, in a drawer in their office. Wow, there's a lot of them. 
Yeah, we've got all of them. We've got the cherry ones, a couple of those, berry, which I don't know if I've had berry, uh, apple, and uh, chocolate, uh, which is kind of like a pudding I've always uh, thought of it as, and uh, two lemons. So you could be, choose as many as you want. we got plenty of them. Uh, and I think we just sit down, we'll share pie, and we'll get this figured out. We'll figure it out. Oh, thank you, Isosceles. I've been really stressed. Uh, but yeah, this is, oh boy, this, the frost, I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, how long has pie been in there? Uh, does it really matter? They're still so, so great. Yeah, I can't see anyone uh, objecting to these, except for, you know, people that are interested in, you say, well, there's a real fruit. It's just a different kind of pie, right? Right. There's nothing wrong with enjoying it. It's particularly now in a high, you know, a, a situation. Uh, well, so we're, you were walking around. Have you seen Ada? Like, uh, Ada, get in, get, come in here, Ada. What the, uh, oh boy, Ada. So I'm assuming you did that triangle. No, you, I'm assuming you did that. Oh, you're assuming I uh, put two triangles on the side of Ada on each side. Like she was, like she was dressed up for a Halloween trick-or-treating like a triangle. Is that a, is that a, uh, that's a name tag on her, her chest. It says, hello, I'm Scalene. So, so is it Dr. Triangle, is that a Scalene Triangle? Okay, do, don't play with me. This is, this, hold on, Ada, you can't have, no, Ada, quit pushing the fruit pies around. You know, we care about you greatly, and we can't feed you a fruit pie. As much as I'd like to give you the treats, uh, giving you a fruit pie is just not, uh, no fruit pies from mules. Uh, okay, yeah, let me pet you. How are you doing, Scalene? Okay, so it was your point. Was the point with Ada being dressed up as a triangle? Uh, please, uh, Ada's dressed up as scalene. Okay. Well, anyway, we have to figure out what we're going to do here. Because sorry, Ada, the great, great, sorry. Like uh, now, I'm distracted. I mean, we have to stop Discordia. Okay, hold on. Ada is scaling. Quit poking me with the bottoms of your triangle so that uh, it both tickles me and, uh, I mean, it really is it's an effective way to get my attention, but I said, uh, wait a second. Uh, hold on. Don't triangle butts. The triangle doesn't have a butt. It's all three. It just has, uh, I know, I know, but you, you're, uh, ch check your charms. See if you have anything like scaling tri triangle or scaling triangle. I, I do, uh, there's a charm. Okay, okay, so, uh, it just reminds me, so I still do believe in, in the shots. Uh, what if, uh, we could bring, just seeing, uh, I, I, what is it, scaling? Makes me think of, uh, what if we just bring Sashad into existence and then we have her deal with, uh, uh, okay, yeah, I mean, I think last time we got into some confusion and, and like, uh, yesterday when we were trying to figure this out. Yeah, we just bring Sashad back into existence and then she'll deal with, the, uh, Discordia. Oh, like a big, like a big boss battle. 
so how how do we do that though? We, I mean, you have a uh, I have a scaling triangle, an equal a right triangle, an equilateral triangle. Maybe she gets brought in as some sort of triangle, and uh, I just don't know. Okay, hold on. It, 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 scaling, you're po- poking. What, oh, we're poking these pie. Oh, there's a button. What is this button here? Uh, uh, sca- I think Scalene pointed this me to this button. Maybe. Okay, but that's a fun game. But what what are you saying? Uh, this button is to s- split thermal streams, uh, and it has a switch. You know, like uh, to make sure a safe switch, like to split the like. Uh, okay, you get ready to press it and hold on to your triangle. And when you press it, I'll hold on my triangles and we try to call uh, uh, Sashad into existence. Okay. On, uh, I'll do it. Uh, after you say the, the, the prayer, then I'll hit, then count to three and I'll do it on three. Okay, like one, two, three. Okay, okay. yeah, you got it. Uh, oh, uh, thanks for nuzzling me, Scalene. Okay, Shashat, if you could hear us, I've maintained my faith in you. And I feel like we've done this before, but I feel like at this time, it's uh, for this one, one moment, we're, we're holding triangles that represent a, a lot of the principles of math. Uh, also, there's a circle. I'm going to hold this circle, too. Uh, we should. We should. I hold any other? Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, so we're calling on you and the principles of master to bring Sashad into existence here on this plane uh, to deal with discordia. Is Sashad and the principles of math and the principles of the universe, the underlying order of the universe? We call upon you using the power of these charms. And possibly a splitting of a thermal stream uh, to to come into existence now. Three, one, two, three. three. Okay, press it. That was you almost got mixed up there. Yeah, no. So you press. Oh boy, it is splitting the stream that was bringing, and it seems to be piling up. Okay, this is great. It, that's it must be, and it's faster because we slowed down. Uh, yeah, so it looks like it's quickly creating. Yeah, and so what do we do now? Just wait. Uh, I mean, we could wait, uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, uh, I mean, what do we just wait and then? I mean, we shouldn't we try to help uh, Sashad? Like because maybe they're evenly matched. Okay, so how would we help Sashad? I, I mean, I don't know. We could. Uh, we could, uh, we could, uh, I don't know, maybe make some, uh, like, what about if we make some big bosses? Or we call, I don't, I guess it would be too long to go, go, go get the, uh, a steam person and bring them here. Yeah, I don't know. The Discordia looks pretty large, and at least Sushad is almost, uh, uh, the, 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 you know, caught up there. Did you say you had another, um, uh, charm or something? Yeah, yeah, I had this charm, uh, like this one. Uh, what is this again? It's some sort of symbol. Oh, the pie, that's pie. You haven't had that before? Well, I just had you. 
No, I mean, that's a simple pie. Oh, my gosh, it's on my charm, too. Okay, so what do you think that means? Well, I don't, I mean, I think it just means we're on the right path because uh, it's infinite, right? And uh, gods and goddesses are supposedly uh, sprung out of the infinite, maybe. And I, I, I really don't know. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, shoot, maybe it, was, it came up when we were talking about helping uh, Sashad, who's almost formed. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be, I was going to say if we could get her formed earlier, but but it looks like they're going to form at the same time. Right, so they probably are in balance, so we do need to do something. Uh, what if we, uh, what if we, uh, what if we were to, uh, like, uh, maybe we use, uh, uh, pie, like, uh, to, like, give, uh, uh, shot more goddess power, like an extra shot of the infinite. Huh. No, no hold on. Ada, Ada's poking you and shaking. That's a very, uh, straightforward symbol. Ada, are you shaking your head not to give pie, uh, to Shashat? Uh, I guess you, now you're nodding. Ada, you, you so do, 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 Isosceles, did you change Ada? No, I I thought you did. It's like a morale booster while I was getting the pies. Okay, well, Ada's saying, I mean, I guess the only thing would be that uh, maybe the, maybe she just can't handle, like, I guess no, uh, maybe they're just demigoddesses and they just couldn't handle the infinites. Okay, well, I see that, uh, I mean, maybe, why don't you turn on the speaker system? Because remember when uh, Discordy was talking to us earlier? Yeah, that was yesterday or the day before or something. I mean, maybe Sasha could walk us through. Because uh, uh, look, at, they're almost like, they're almost fully formed. Uh, okay, and maybe we, we could, maybe Sasha will give us a message. You're right. Uh, well, everything's on. And it looks like they're... Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah, we could just figure out how to help in the middle of it. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I guess uh, maybe she'll have a compass or like, uh, what are those things called? The the half circle. Maybe we could get those. So we could look, I could look around in one of the desks for those, a protractor. And she could use those. We could like then use, uh, somehow use that power. And then she could use those against Discordia. Oh yeah, like a giant, like like yeah, like a giant movie, like with the robot versus the the lizard or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Okay, it looks like they're fully formed. They, are they talking to one another? I I think they are. Oh boy, now they're they they just sat down next to one another. Are they? What are they saying? Can you can you hear it? Okay. It looks like they're just chit-chatting in some sort of uh, sing-song thing. I didn't know they communicated in song with one another. I think that's just a melodious, uh, you know, grayness of their voices or something. Okay, uh, Discordius tapping Discordius forehead, then making a sign. And Shashat's thinking, okay... Nodding. Oh, now Sashat's standing and looking directly. Uh, oh, she's looking right at us. 
Oh, hi, Sashat, over the speed. Yeah, this is Isosceles. Good to meet you formally, kind of. I'm here with Dr. Triangle. I'm assuming you could see us. Oh, good, good. Well, thank you. We served you well, but we kind of got tricked by uh, Discordia there. And we figured we could bring you here to Earth, and then you could, you know, we bring you into existence, and then you'd deal with Discordia. But we're also here to help just in case. Yeah, you're welcome, I guess. Thank you for uh, bringing us on this adventure. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, uh, so Shishat, what do you need us to do? How can we help you defeat Discordia? Because it really doesn't look... uh, You've seen some wisdom in Discordia. Okay. uh, In Discordia's plan. Well, no, Discordia's plan was a fake plan, though. Uh, to take over everything. I think Discordia's trying, probably trying to trick you now. Uh, no offense, Sashad. I know you're a goddess, but uh, what do you mean? What do you mean, perfect compromise? I don't really see what you're saying. Uh, what, what she's saying is that... Uh, sorry, Sashad, say that again. Yeah, so what she's saying is that uh, Discordia's plan is actually perfect. Uh if Sashan actually has dominion. No, I mean, I know what she's saying. I just don't believe it. Oh, because uh, maybe you don't totally understand. So basically, it looks like Discordia is leaning in and saying to Shashat, uh maybe we do need balance, uh, uh, but a separate balance, oil and water. I feel like we've covered this already, but uh, like I'm living living this over and over again. But uh, basically, uh, the, this valley in this section, just like we thought would happen, I guess it's just like maybe we was like revelation, another level of it. Uh, basically, this section of the U.S., which is already the process has already started uh, to separate it. Uh, will be the mass, the center of the U.S. will be mass-based zone. It'll be under the dominion of Sashat. The eastern part of the U.S. will be under the dominion of Discordia. And the the, the, the western third, it'll probably be like, a, not like a, the left open, I think like left behind, I guess. Okay, so uh, does that make sense to you? Yeah, but if Sashat can hear us, that's like uh, not what we want, not what we served you for. That's uh, hold on, hold on. People will be free to choose. Uh, oh, not everyone. Some people will be free to choose uh, if they want to come here and live in a mass-based world, and more people will be interested. So there will be a time uh, where people can. Uh, Discordia will have a dominion over those areas. Uh, but yeah, this will be a safe zone, math, math, math filled, uh, principle, math, sci- science too, right? Uh, okay, well, we'll have to do some rebuilding, but we do have all this steam and energy. So basically, this will be a safe area for everybody to live. Uh, and they're working out those details because we would strongly say, like, anybody that wants to come over a period of time. And again, we, like Dr. Triangle saying, Sashad, is that we don't necessarily trust Discordia. 
Okay. So, oh, I know, I understand that you're giving us what we want, Sashat. So all of the Dr. Triangle's stuff, all my stuff will be able to get there. It, this already, Discordia offered us this already, though. And then I can live in isolation. And I guess it's just that it would be like the new boss is the old boss. Like Discordia already made us this offer. Oh, but you'll be in charge. Okay. And, well, it doesn't really seem balanced. It just seems like two separate. I mean, not, not in my humanness to point out. But it doesn't really seem like a balance. It just seems like two separate worlds, uh, the math-based world and the non-math-based world, instead of uh, a balance, you, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, because that is, I'm limited in my human understanding. And I guess, yeah, you're right, I should be thankful if I'm going to get my all my stuff. Uh, maybe my wants and, and things have changed a little, but I could be wrong, you're right, uh, Isosceles, okay, let me just go through this again. So all my, everybody I'm looking for will be able to come to this area and live. Again, very similar to the last offer we got. Uh, I don't know, I guess we're just, maybe we're just, you know what, we, we did have, uh, we, we did have these fruit pies, uh, Sashad, so you have to apologize to us, uh, I mean, we might be a little worked up. I mean, we've been through a lot, and maybe it's just hard for us to believe. And uh, I guess I don't understand, like, what is the, the, the way mechanism? I guess the other thing we're just having trouble with uh, is trusting Discordia. And then not to question your judgment again, great goddess Shashat, but uh, do we have, like, I guess what I'm looking for, like with this uh, stream split, uh, is a fail-safe. Oh, we, that's what the pie is. That's what pie, our pie is for. Oh, these these symbols of pie. Oh, we'll be the arbiters of balance. Okay, so if we held this uh, and Discordia, so if Discordia is, uh, oh, so we can use the power of pie uh, if Discordia come. Okay. I guess, uh, like, uh, oh, was, uh, I don't, told, now I'm definitely not understanding it. I, what about you, Dr. Isosceles? I don't know, I'm definitely mixed up, but it sounds good. If, if that's our main objection, you've overcome that. Uh, why don't you get, or, 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 what's our next steps? I guess that's what usually business people would say. Sashad, uh, Discordia, what's the next steps? Okay, you're not fully formed yet, so you need a resting period. I don't know. Let me talk this over, Dr. Trang. This just seems like good news that we're having trouble absorbing. So uh, you two fully form and uh, work work out the details. But now that I know we're, we have a fail-safe, uh, I think we're all set. Uh, thank you. Okay, turn the, turn, turn the speaker off and stuff. But don't you think they could listen in to us anyway? I don't know if they can. They're, they're, uh, I don't know. The more we talk about this and, and the more I think about it, that, uh, yeah, they're demigoddesses. And I don't know if there is, uh, I don't know. So I kind of understood the principle of the failsafe is that, uh, within our pie charms are the power, 
so we'd be going and switching to just a resting role. And then if Discordia breaks any agreements, we could just use a power of pi to, to, to rebalance things. It sounds like the infiniteness of the pi would, uh, it, it shouldn't exactly describe it, but, uh, you know what I mean? Just like our plan would have failed if we had done it to to, to make Sashat more powerful. Okay. So, uh, this is good then. Everybody's getting what they want. It's like the perfect end. It just doesn't feel perfect. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm... I mean, I feel like we basically... What I said, I feel like Sashat just... Uh, they're, they're really... Uh, it's really what do you call that? Like a, it's the ultimate archy. It's just some sort of thearchy the, the, the or something. They're just telling us the rules. This is it. The world's split now. I mean, we were working. I think. I mean, not everyone likes math. That's one thing I've learned on this journey. And not everyone realizes they need math or could benefit from math. And Maybe some people are resistant to all those things, but it's under, you know, it's like all the other stuff. Like, uh, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. It seems like we had our world, uh, and it was, uh, it was going, you know, it, it, like, and now plus, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's just my gut. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Okay. Eight is still poking these pies here too. Well, so what do we do then? I mean, everyone we care about will be a-okay. So that's good, right? We'll have modern, you know, somewhat modern life. Uh, we'll have jobs to do, keep an eye on Discordia. But also it sounds like most of the time, if Discordia, it's almost like a, a deterrent thing. So Discordia's not going to mess around. And eventually we'll have to train, you know, some protégés or whatever. But you could hide out and lie low. It's not that different. We're we're still getting what we wanted. Yeah, and it feels... I don't know, like... I guess we fell into this... uh, Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to interrupt you, but I don't know what I was going to say anyway. Well, I feel like we just fell into this place of... I don't know. I guess I didn't realize that maybe all that isn't there some sort of a goddess of balance or something. Like, what would they say about it, and where are they? Ada just stepped on my foot. Uh, what do you mean, like, like? Uh, well, I mean, maybe that's a position. How would we balance things at this point anyway? I mean, that's what I guess I'm trying to break news to you. It might not be, this might not be the solution we wanted or the best solution. It sounds like it's the best solution for the most number of people. And a kind of peaceful solution, that's nice too, huh? Right, but is it the, is it the solution we have to accept? Uh, because uh, we'll be the ones that have to sleep out. I don't. That's the thing. Like it's like uh, we don't. You know what I mean? We're suddenly turning everything over to these two authorities and these two singular ways of being. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It's not sitting right with me. 
Okay, Ada, just tried to Ada, don't try to sit in my lap. You're not a lap mule. Okay, Ada, just come sit between us. Uh, you can't have a pie, though. Sc- sorry, scalene. Uh, so scalene. So okay. So what do we what do we do? What do you think we should do? Okay. Well, I, I mean, I guess we could try some other uh, technique. I was looking at some other schematics uh, to buy us time, but then we'd be against Discordia and Scalene. I mean, sorry, Scalene against Discordia and Sashats. Okay, so that won't work. Uh, what else could we do? Well, I mean, they're lava-based, so I was trying. If I, I, I guess if you give me a few minutes, I was trying to see if we like release all of the water into the valley since they're lava-based. Uh, maybe we could uh, like uh, freeze them. I mean, maybe that's what the pie symbol's really about uh, because they could figure out the radius. Uh, uh, you know, the, the area of the valley, and then figure out the volume of the water from there using pi. Okay, why don't you do that while I figure out, you know, I've been looking at this communication system, and uh, maybe I could figure out a way uh, to get, uh, I don't know, to get it, let me figure out a way, maybe I could get a message to my sister, and she could, uh, like, uh, then... Maybe everybody could go to the Western. Maybe the Western U.S. is just fine. Maybe we could get most people. I mean, that would be tough. Uh, well, yeah, just get to see if there's a way to get the word out. I mean, all those pneumatic messaging systems must work. Uh, so r- write something. Wait a second. Okay, never mind. The calculation, there's not enough water to even fill the valley an inch. Okay. So... Okay, Ada's still not nudging me. Uh, so Ada, uh, uh, Scalene, excuse me. Maybe we, maybe we got maybe we need to lean into this. Uh, so what do we have? We have uh, two goddesses about to take over the world and uh, to put it in a separate, a separate balanced system. We have a reasonable offer, but uh, basically, I guess the two of us would be giving. I mean, that I don't think the, if there was a history, you know, I don't think there would be any history books written about it. Uh, they'd only be glorifying us. But if there was a history post to these goddesses, we probably are, na- you know, I guess your gut's right. That looking at it and without looking, taking out the perspectives of the two goddesses about to take over. It'd be like giving, they say, oh, you just turned everything over to Thanos, eh? Great job. Yeah, it's a good thing they made those movies to give us some context of, uh, I mean, this is a much different situation, and we don't have any superpower. Well, uh, what are you thinking? Like, So Ada keeps looking. I'm just watching Ada's eyes. Eyes and pies. Uh, Ada's eyes are on the pies. Right. And we have the pie charms, right? Okay. And they contain the infiniteness of pie, or the near in- infinity of pie, that we know is at least a deterrent uh, to discordia. Right. We also know these pies are irresistible. Uh, right. 
And so um, we should have some pie and think about this. We should give Ada a pie because I don't know. Well, if we feed the pie to the goddesses, uh, they won't be able to. I don't think they can internally handle the infiniteness of pie. If that must be the deterrent, uh, if they ingest infinite, just like anything else, uh, okay, I get it. If they eat infinite, if they eat pie, they can't contain pie. Exactly. If they eat pie within pie, I guess, yeah, we couldn't contain pie. Okay, well, they're never going to go for that. Uh, even though the pie is irresistible, uh, they won't... Uh, they won't go for it. It, uh, it. it would be too obvious. We just walk out. Well, here's two fruit pies. We open them uh, for all of you uh, to share in celebration. Uh, we'll be over here uh, covering our ears. Right. And either way, we're not. I mean, th- this won't. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that part. Covering our ears ain't going to help, huh? No, yeah. This area. Well. Well, we could, we could eat we could eat pie too. Uh, what would that mean? Probably the same thing. I don't think humans are made to contain infinity either. Okay. So I mean, either even if we tricked them, the, the, you know, it would probably if the god the goddess is uh, overloaded here anyway, it wouldn't be good for us either. Okay. Wait a second. A message just came back. Uh, through, through the pneumatic tube. I did get one out. Uh, okay, my sister knows about things. Uh, she's going to spread the word uh, to all people. Okay, I don't think it's going to help. I mean, that's good. Oh, boy, what a pickle. I don't know. Aid is nodding, though. I mean, I think that's it. We just Maybe I'll just do it. Why don't you go and uh, I'll give the pies to the goddesses. uh if they don't take them, I'll just do like in the movies. I'll throw it into their mouths, you know, or something. Or I'll call, you know, I'll figure out, I'll, I'll improvise, and, and that'll be fine. You go to your sister, see to the rest of your family, and just get out of here. And uh, no, uh, I mean, just because, uh, here's the thing, that's a great idea. I'd love to do that. Uh, but I'm thinking as I'm hearing your plan that it's actually a good plan and that sharing the pie with the goddesses is probably the most sensible thing. We'll just sit down there on the plane, celebrate uh, our agreement. They won't, I don't think they will suspect that. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, then my sister knows uh, – Whatever happens, they'll start, you know, the world will go back into its own human human balance. You know, humans will figure it out. Uh, we'll be rid of the goddesses. Uh, maybe it'll, without Discordia's power, math can slowly return on its own. Yeah, just like growing back. That's great. Uh, so let's, uh, w- w- what should we do? I think we break the pie up into little pieces. We cut the pies, the fruit pies, to see what they would prefer and then put some of the pieces of the pie charms in every piece. Uh, and then we like, and then they'll make us eat first, right? Okay, let's. Uh, oh, thanks. Ada's a little. Okay. Yes, Galen, we'll see you later. We're going to go out on the plane. And uh, 
I don't know what else to say. It's been great. Uh, well, how about we all give each other a hug? Okay. All right, well, let's go out there uh, and uh, let's get this done. A little bit, uh, it's, it's just, I guess uh, the climate, like, uh, is a little, I'm a little bit down about this. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll just hold hands uh, while we walk out there. Okay, I, I actually, I want to say, you know, I, I, I love you too, and I, I've learned to love math. Uh, and I have a greater understanding of uh, how making fun of math uh, is not great, but how some people might not like math and want to make fun of it at the same time or resist it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I could see that. I can empathize with that. Uh, and uh, But I guess we can't keep talking to delay time. Okay, let's go. Hey, everyone, Ada here. Ooh, and uh, I'm here watching uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles walk out on the plane and waving. They had found a tray covered in fruit pie. You know, they, they call them fruit pies, but they're all, you know, the pies cut in half. And they're headed out there to uh, and Discordia. And it looks like they're saying, oh, congratulations, cheers, this is all we had. Even the goddesses, even though they're not made of the uh, uh, same thing as humans are made, I can I could see their noses and uh, I could see their mouths watering at those pies because there's a selection of them too. Uh, but I can also see them saying, oh, no, you go first, uh, and then Discordia actually pointed at a cherry pie and then pointed at Dr. Triangle. So Dr. Triangle's picking up the cherry pie and, uh, like, nibbling at it. Uh, and now Sashad is pointing at the chocolate pudding pie and pointing at a, oh, uh, Discordia. And Discordia is pointing at the lemon pie and uh, giving it to, to, to um, Isosceles who's kind of frowning and say, pointing at the apple and saying, can I have both? And then all the goddesses are laughing. And uh, Isosceles is showing how they're going to, Isosceles is going to make a stack pie. And everyone's making a face. So tension was relieved there. And now Discordia is pointing to the um, berry pie. And, uh, okay, so all of them are cheersing their pies now. And eating, but I have to do, I have to tell you, but, you know, I it was supposed to be your narrator, but I am also the keeper of balance in this world, but I don't have unlimited power. And so I did put the little bit of power I did have into those pie charms. And now the plane is getting covered with a great uh, uh, bright light, uh, uh, that is balanced in grays. So, so it's a spectrum. Now it's a spectrum of colors. And what's going to happen is, uh, and this is interesting. Now, they, they didn't even know this, but I think they suspected it. Uh, is that uh, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are actually going to retain a tiny bit of that infiniteness. Uh, and, yep, now it's happening. Uh, Discordia and... So shot are uh, uh, kind of like when you drive something and it spreads everywhere. They're spreading in little tiny bits uh, up into the air, and eventually they'll dribble down 
some are chunks too, all over uh, the world. And uh, the the you know I think that had a uh, wow. I think our world will uh, now will be free of these goddesses. But I do sense because now Doctor Triangle and Isosceles are still. Uh, in the plane, and I am going to have to go into full sentient form and explain to them uh, that their job is not yet done, that after some time to rest uh, and uh, help spread the word that the goddesses are gone, that it's not going to just settle things with math and the lack of math, that the bigger chunks of Discordia or Sushat uh, are going to cause concentrations of no mass and uh, chaos and too much mass and uh, too much logic uh, in parts of the world. And so one day they'll have to set forth across the world. And for, unfortunately for them, they didn't realize the sacrifice they made, which is uh, infinite uh, until they gather all the pieces and uh, resolve it all. But they, you know, that's what heroic figures do. Sometimes they do even bigger heroic acts than they thought. And it was kind of seemed like it came out of love. So if you can't love math, respect it, but love one another and love the math, the balance of your feelings of math, good and bad, because uh, that's what it's all about. This is uh, Ada saying good night and goodbye for some time. And thanks for listening to the adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. All right, hey everybody, it's uh, Scoots, and it's time for our uh, recap, our look back at uh, what was this? What just happened? Oh, a season, a season of uh, Doctor Triangle and Isosceles. So we'll be just—I'll just be looking back at some of the creative process. I may pause this and go get some of my notes, or, or I might not. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but of course, before I get started talking about it, uh, one second. Uh, uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, so boys and girls, so friends beyond the binary, it's time for a recap episode in a world without math. Two heroes rise. This is the recap of the adventures of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. Uh, thanks. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas, uh, who will be lying down and relaxing and unwinding and just, just generally chilling in my bed, uh, which actually is like a, a, like a, the bed frame's adjusted right now. So, oh, my friend, for me, uh, was for somebody else, uh, but, but uh, who was resting. Uh, yes, I know. Uh, but you can get comfortable in it and uh, just relax. And, and yeah, it might, may, might even help you uh, uh, st- st- stay quiet. Oh, you want to say, uh, yes, I'd like to uh, just thank Julie from uh, Radiotopia uh, for introducing us uh, to Kalaku. It's an excellent game, and it's brought Schooner and I uh, much joy. Okay, thanks. And yeah, check out uh, uh, all the amazing shows over at Radiotopia. Uh, that's what Antonio probably, radiotopia.com. Hopefully that's right. Uh, but just search in your podcast app. Uh, you could start with Ear Hustle and then uh, go from there. Uh, so you just search yeah, Ear Hustle in your podcast app of choice, podcast app of choice. 
And that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, who's gotten a lot of love over on Reddit. Uh, so let's talk about this season of uh, season ones are always uh, interesting for me. And take away from a couple of things about the the show and a couple of ponderings of the future of how I make the show in the future. And even some listener comments that, that, that might have been kind of small, but that really resonated with me in a positive way or aligned with what I was already thinking about. So let's see. So where do we start? Let's start in the beginning and I don't know if I've talked about this anywhere, like at the le- like ending of the whatever. I'll just talk about it. So this is a concept uh, that I've been waiting and trying to get to come together for a while, and it, it again bloomed out of the podcast a long, long time ago. And I don't even know how many years. I like dur- just during an intro. I think it came up like I was talking, or, or something came up about isosceles. And I was just doing an intro, and I just liked how that sounded like Isosceles. It reminded me of, like, I, Claudius or I, Robot. And I just liked the way that sounded. And then I think I went on a riff about it, and then Dr. Triangle, like, the idea of Dr. Triangle and Isosceles came up. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then another point, I was editing episodes for, like, an all-intro or all-night episode that comes out on Patreon and I heard it again, and I said, this was, again, years ago, too, maybe a few less years ago. But I said, oh, yeah, I really liked, I wish I had a, those two should have their own series. Uh, what would it be? And again, I said, okay, well, let's just park it in this part of my brain, of the future series part of my brain. And every once in a while, I'd be out walking the dog, and it would pop up, and I'd say, okay, well, what do we have uh, Explaining it could be a kid's show, explaining kids to math, uh, something like that. And I said, oh, well, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it should be more of a daytime show. Like, uh, And then I said, okay, well, I don't know. So then I had to let it go. And again, this is jumping back a few years. But someone had pointed out, I think, on Facebook of like uh, some similarities in the world between Station Eleven and... Uh, and Station Eleven, just to explain it, it's a book, a novel. Uh, it came out in 2014, and it's by Emily St. John Mandel. And it's a like a similar world. It's a different, but a, I don't know. I read it. I think John August on Script Notes recommended it. Then I bought it, uh, and I read it, and I really enjoyed it. And I don't want to reveal anything about the book other than it's like a, in a similar postmodern world. But I really liked just the feel of it and the fact that this one took place around the Great Lakes, I think, and it had some migration going on. Uh, but there was just something I, feel, I liked about the feel of it. Uh, like it, it also had this uh, more Middle Ages kind of reversion feel where some dystopian stuff has a much, I, I don't know, I just liked it. And then, I for, again, I forgot about it, but it was something I appreciated. Uh, so it was just another thing tucked away in my mind. And then again, but I never, I so at the time I didn't associate the two things. So let me say that. Like I just appreciated greatly the style of uh, Station Eleven. And now I'm like, oh boy, I don't know if there was any, like what, what the next novel uh, she wrote after that is. Uh, 
even though I'm like double, double noveled right now because, uh, it was like, uh, 70% through one book uh, when my, like I only had it checked out for three weeks from the library. So now I'm like uh, 40% through another book and I have a hold on my original book waiting to get that back. So I'm still, and I read very slowly. So I'm probably two or three months from being able to read anything new. But anyway, neither here nor there. So those were some disparate ideas in my mind. Or not, Yeah, they were disparate at the time. So two characters, Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, and the, just this world of Station Eleven of wagons. That was particularly the main thing that stuck out to me. And, you know, I don't know. So, and then with Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, even though... It didn't do any story development. Like, just those names have their own character development within them. And what I mean by that is, like, anyone named Isosceles is going to be a little bit egocentric, or uh, I felt like. And then, so so just like has this thing of Isosceles, and and it makes it kind of fun. And then uh, Dr. Triangle is a little bit more, has just an analytic feel or maybe an anti-analytic feel. But anyone named Dr. Triangle, it's like brings up the questions, are they really a doctor? Are they named Dr. Triangle? Are they named the Doctor of Triangle? Uh, so so those were the ideas. And then again, it, it, like a lot of the, the series on the podcast, uh Stuff has to just sit, sit and stew, and then the story swamp bubbles stuff up. Uh, but before it does, it usually starts calling me back. So there was different times where I was like, oh, man, like, why, really, why haven't I had been able to come up with a concept for that? We got the kind of title. And then this whole idea of us doing more procedural-style shows, it, it's like kind of given me some creative focus in a different way. And then just like the scheduling, like I schedule stuff pretty far ahead of time, like even the production or the pre-production or the pre-pre-production, like in this case. So it was like already like, I think I'd looked at the schedule because it was like, nuns in space, I'm not positive this is how the schedule went over the last year, but like nuns in space, holiday series, big farm season two might've been the schedule over the past, like, 12 months or so. So it was like, okay, we need a new series. Uh, what do you think we're going to do? And then I was like, oh. And, and then, it, again, I was like, well, it'd be fun. I really, like, there's something about that Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. And then in the idea, and I think this is where the procedural focus helps. It's like, oh, now I'm trying to write in a more, tell these stories in a more episodic fashion. Uh, or, so they don't have to be procedural, but uh, that, uh, what works a lot of times in episodic stuff uh, is procedural, whether it's like uh, whatever the conceptual procedure is. Oh, what do I mean by procedural? That's a great question and a great chance for a tangent. A procedural traditionally would have been on like a TV show or like a big farm in the sky is a, a great example of a procedural. Okay, the case of the missing pennies. How are we going to find the pennies by the end of the episode? So the arc of the episode is uh, getting, well, the conclusion of the episode would be finding the pennies and uh, the procedure of them finding the pennies. Uh, or, like, 
I guess Good Place is kind of episodic, but usually each episode, I guess now that it's almost done, it's episode, it's not, uh, but a lot of times the episodes were, sometimes the episodes were procedural in a different way. Usually it's hard to trust this stuff that the process works. And I talk about this every time, and it's like every time I have doubt in the process, like, oh, no, I'm not going to have a series uh, ready to go because I don't have any. In order to put out 100 episodes a year, it's just uh, like it's a creative positive, but like it's like when the deadline comes up, it has it kind of has to be met. I mean, if I have personal take care, you know, self-care reasons, it doesn't have to be met. But as far as like a professional doubt like oh, like story doubt uh, or procrastination within the work uh, it, it kind of does and unless it's going to creatively suffer but a lot of times it creatively benefits uh so whatever i was getting close to where i would have to like where it was still like at least i need a concept and i don't know what triggered it and maybe it was like uh some of the general like stuff I think about outside of the podcast, but I started at some point got curious about this idea, and it, it, don't, it must have popped into my head in some clear way, but I don't have a clear memory of when it happened. And it, it gets like, uh, like uh, yeah, I don't want to get too into the weeds about uh, what I believe in personally or stuff, but it, like at some point I thought about. Like, what if people stop believing in math? Like, a world without math, that would be like a place where Dr. Triangle and Isosceles would be heroic. Uh, but then I was kind of like, well, why are they, they like, uh, then it did it was a little bit dissonant because I was like, uh, why are they named Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, right? And so, you know, so then I was like, huh, well, it's a great question. And it's like, okay, why is there a world without math? Uh, and then that became fun. Like, then I got the ideas. And, I mean, again, like I talk about in the podcast, like these Marvel movies, like, and you think about gods and goddesses and stuff, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's not that much of a, um, it's not a big of an ask of suspension of disbelief, I think, like, to, to think about gods and goddesses. So then I started to think, like, then I researched gods and goddesses of, like, who would be the goddess or the god that would be anti-math? What goddess or god might represent math? And that's when I kind of stumbled upon Sashat and Discordia. And then I kind of liked that feel, like uh, one is trying to restore math in the world and one is taking it away. And then that would help with uh, the explanation that, like, not only was it, like, that people stopped believing in math and respecting math and living in, by math-based principles, uh, but that also there was, like, other greater forces at work. Um, so then I said, okay, so this is, that's, like, the, like, no, I guess so I said, that's a world, uh, and then I, then it's, uh, like, and I said, okay, and then Discordia, she's the goddess of math. And I said, okay, how did Dr. Triangle and Isosceles play into this? Because I didn't, I don't just don't like it when it goes straight forward, right? Because they said, okay, like, uh, if they were lovers of math, that would kind of be too convenient for me. I, I don't know. And it wouldn't, it just would take away a little bit of the, um, of whatever their journey or their motivations. It would be too simple for my opinion. 
So I said, well, why the heck would they be, if, they, if they're not math lovers, why the heck are they Dr. Triangle and Isosceles? And then this is where Station Eleven came in, because I think in Station Eleven they were performers too. And I said, oh, okay, what if, uh, and then at some point it just kind of made it clicked with the, the, the influence of that and this of like, uh, okay, yeah, what if they're traveling mass pair like they have a mass parody act like so we live in this world or we used to live in this world where people slowly became divided on math like oh well you know math's not real or whatever or i don't use math anymore like and then also at some point discordia got involved in erased math but there's already like a cultural movement of uh like whether Discordia caused that or human beings caused that, I can't answer because I wasn't there. It, or maybe it's both. Uh, and then Discordia actually actively started to deteriorate the ability of mass to function in the world. And so I said, oh, okay, well, that would kind of make sense. You'd be Those are very, uh, like, showy names anyway. Dr. Triangle and Isosceles, uh, Maybe they've made their living doing math parody, like, uh, or let's look at the, the reverse side of it, like, right? Like, there's people that love science, like uh, uh, Ali Ward, uh, Bill Nye, used to be Mr. Wizard, and they, I mean, they're more fact-based performers, and but they're still performers, like... Uh, doing shows or doing like uh, entertainment and science-based entertainment. So Dr. Triangle and Isosceles are kind of the exact opposite of that. Uh, they're the, the, the un, uh, uh, Bill Nye and Ali Ward, uh, like, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, uh, they're the inverse in rever- you know what I mean? Like uh, they're going around making fun of people, it would almost be like, yeah, if there was a, like, I wouldn't like that. Uh, I say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Sam, Sam Fry, man. Again, no need for science uh, or whatever, you, you know, or they would do like a parody of Bill Nye. Uh, maybe that's what the absent mind is. Was the absent mind a professor like anti-science? No, no. I mean, they're not really anti-mass. They're capitalizing on anti-mass sentiment. So, yeah, so, the, so this is where stuff started to come together. So, oh, okay, so I'm getting an idea of who they are. The world they live in is like this postmodern world. That's not, that's not, a, it's not a flashy kind of dy- dystopian, more of a, just a Middle Ages dystopia. And it's not, we're not in total wreckage because it's not like there was any one incident. It was just, uh, at some point, everything that relied on math either doesn't function at all or barely functions. So those are just things. And then it led into this idea of like, uh, okay, well, how is this a procedural then? Or how is this episodic? Because uh, I can see an overall story arc, right? Who's going to win, Discordia or Sashat? Uh, what part what part did Dr. Triangle and Isosceles play? What are their wants and, and needs and desires? What are they afraid of? Like, what are they good at? Uh, how do they relate to, how do they get involved? 
with this overarching story of uh, mass versus unmasked or chaos, actually. I mean, Discordia is basically. Uh, so, so, so that was kind of the overall of like, okay, so what is a procedure? And then I thought, this is where it's nice to have creative constraints because I said, oh, this will be nice. It won't be a world. I mean, because that really is like, especially in the time constraints I have, to imagine a world without math, uh, that takes a lot of research because, it, you know, I, like once you start to say there's zero math, uh, you know, people will say, well, we just, uh, that's not a workable, that's not a workable environment for uh, living, breathing characters. So then I started thinking about this world with reduced or no math, uh, and then it kind of jumped back to the original thoughts I had with the characters was like, okay, I did want, when I saw Dr. Triangle and Isosceles earlier, I said, okay, I want them to be evolved in the actual specifics of math somehow. And originally, I, like when I was first thinking of it, I said, oh, well, they'll teach kids math, like that'd be fun. Uh, but they obviously didn't pan out. But I said, oh, okay. So that's like the procedural part is like each episode's this mystery for them of restoring one missing math principle uh, to, to, the, to the area and stuff. So then I said, okay, that's the procedural part. And then that gives me like a starting point for each episode. Because another hard thing, whether it's a serialized story for me, especially with a 10-day writing process, is... Uh, like, where's the start? Where does each episode start? Especially if it's not a serialized story where it's like sometimes a serialized story in that sense is easier because it's like, OK, you get to you start you go you start at the beginning, then, you know, the ending. Then you figure out how many episodes do we have? Like, this would be how like I don't think I always wrote like this would be how I would write a serialized uh, sleep with me thing if I had tons of time. And then I would, you know, start beginning and end the characters. And then how do they get from the beginning to end? How many episodes do we have? What are the, are the major points? Uh, so that that's, uh, but with a procedural, what's nice is that each episode's kind of a fresh start, right? I mean, these are all serialized in some way, just because that's just, I don't know. I, like they're just, uh, they're serialized in bites, or why I say modular is there might be a little bit serialized, but you can listen to them in any order. Okay, so where so okay, so the nice thing about procedural, then it was like okay, well then I'll pick a math principle, and maybe I could help. That'll help me find the theme of the episode, the conflict, uh, not just in the missing principle, but that's like helps me have my own writing conflict, right? Like. Uh, not only are you trying to make the characters have conflict or whatever barriers or challenges, uh, but it's like helps me be like, what am I going to try to write about or figure out? Like, what is this puzzle that I'm trying to figure out or build? And so it'd be like, oh, if there's no uh, whisker and box plots, what is a whisker and box plot? That would be my first day of writing. I would pick a principle, ran, try it mostly randomly or by, by the sound of it off of like this common core website I found. And then I would say, okay, whisper and box plots or whatever the other principles in that episode were. And I say, okay, that's interesting. What are those things? Okay. 
How would that manifest if you couldn't use this principle? What would that do to a community? Okay, well, what community would be most uh, interesting to have that math principle taken away from? Okay, then how is that community, how is this uh, missing principle impacting this community, having a broader importance on, like, society at large or humanity that would make it important? Like, how is that an impact that's going to be important for Dr. Triangle and Isosceles to restore? And then how is it kind of mysterious? Like, because uh, otherwise people would be like, uh, how is it not, like, apparent immediately that it's a missing principle? That, like, there probably were some towns in between episodes where Dr. Triangle and Isosceles just walked into the town. And they said... Oh, addition. This is addition. Like, they didn't even need to do anything. Like, maybe they had a one-second conversation. Like, it was just so obvious. They said, uh, oh, this one is uh, X, Y axis. Uh, or, you know, I, I don't know exactly. Uh, but so, like, the particular stories of their overall story that I was going to tell, you know, they have to be interesting enough to put you to sleep. And it also made it interesting to me. I mean, I guess I did not have really enough time, like, to really learn the principles. So it was like cursory, one, sometimes two day. And I mean, because I only, I, here's the thing I've like 25 minutes set aside a day over 10 days to write the episodes. And sometimes that'll get stretched to two weeks. But then if it gets stretched to two weeks too many times, then I have to like, uh, figure out, like, bumping an episode so I have enough time to get everything produced. Uh, but so, like, uh, yeah, like, I would have, like, one 25-minute or two some days to just be like, okay, what is this math principle? It also made it fun because it was, like, unpredictable, right? Like, if I'm too much in control, then having a variable to work with that I don't necessarily understand or whatever it helps. It also helps, like, in a mysterious way that the plot of the episode or the theme of the episode can come out of that. Because uh, it's like trying to figure out this puzzle, be like, okay, which go, okay, why? All right, well, we're in a, so, okay, let's see, what do we know so far? So we have Dr. Triangle and Isosceles. How's this problem interesting for them to solve? And it's a medieval world, so okay, what do we need? What do you need in a medieval world? What would a goddess uh, that's pro math and seemingly pro humanity? What would she want? Uh, okay, well, okay, you need food, uh, you need water, you need heat. You, you know, trying to look at the hierarchy and needs a little bit too. I think at one point there was even one episode I was, like, using the hierarchy of needs and some other thing. I can't even remember if that guy—I don't know. I mean, again, because I was doing a lot of recording over the summer, and now that I'm recording this, it's, like, October or, like, September, the end of September. And then when this comes out, it'll be whatever, like, late October or probably, like, when you hear this, it'll be, like, before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, so about two months from now. So, hey, what's up? How's the future? Pretty sweet, huh? So, okay, so so I picked this math principle, and then I try to work it into the episode. And then, now this was one where stuff changed. So the first episode, and this will go into, like, some things that I wasn't totally feeling like worked in. 
you know, part of the process of the process I've learned over making this podcast. Uh, but you might have noticed, like, the, so the first episode, I think it was a like a like an independent narrator, and I just didn't feel like that worked. Like I was like, okay, like, uh, and a lot of times I have to make the episodes. Uh, which we'll go back into, but like in order to figure out what's going to work or not work, but I don't have the luxury of uh, making test episodes. It's just like uh, not in the workflow of the podcast. Uh, so then, um, like, so um, what was going to say? I forgot already. Okay, oh, so not making test oh so oh so the narrator so then when it came time to the second episode i think the mule was are the eight of the mule was already in the first episode and i had a feeling she was gonna i mean i named her ada for after eight of lovelace but so like she was a character like i had a feeling she would play a role but i didn't realize that it's like okay as i was feeling out the story it felt like I wanted a little bit more of like, like, okay, well, here's a couple of things. Like, uh, especially after the first episode, I get a sense of how the dialogue is going to go. And I've been playing more and more with this of like, uh, trying to keep the dialogue in a limited number of voices, not only because it's more sleepy, but it's just, uh, uh, it's a good kind of limit. I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's just like it keeps it within a sleep podcast context. But also, like, I'm just not a voice actor. So trying to do like 30 different voices is not only not necessarily conducive to sleeping. It's just not my like uh, forte, I guess. Or just not my preference. So just like in um, Big Farm in the Sky PI, that uh, G and DK didn't really have their like their voice was through Simon I was like, okay, well, I want Dr. Triangle and Isosceles to have their own voices. But I don't know about all these other, like I said, this is really going to be like this village type situation where they're going to these village squares and they're interacting with a lot, a lot of people. And so I said, okay, I'm not sure this is good. Like, how are we going to voice this? And they said, okay, well, Ada can do that. Uh, also, like maybe some of their performances are going to be dramatic, so then Ada could fill us in. I don't know, and I just felt like Ada was a more capable narrator than I was. So that's how Ada became narrator. Probably some other thoughts about it. I mean, I guess this gets into my, like, uh, and again, this isn't a big deal. It's just like, and part of the nice thing about doing these recaps is that I get to look back uh, in an active way. Uh, but there were some things that I wasn't exactly happy about. I think, like, again, uh, the result-wise, uh, I've gotten a ton of feedback that this was a very sleepy podcast. Uh, and so that, that, that even on repeat, the episodes are very sleepy. So I think from, like, putting people to sleep perspective, the episodes were a very strong success. Uh, and then I think that a part of that was like the density of the math, the ability. Okay, I guess let's talk about this instead of regrets. Uh, why was it? Why were these episodes? I mean, and one thing is I think I'm getting more and more experience at making these shows. 
And so a lot of our series, especially all of you lovely regular listeners and new listeners, you say, Jesus, one can't even get through these episodes. So, like, I want to listen and I can't. And that's great. And then the listeners that normally don't sleep to the episodes give me feedback on them. And they say, geez, I enjoyed it in this way and this way. So it met both those. And I think one is like the theme of math, uh, the resonance of like uh, one, it wasn't like a, like, a, like a hard dystopia, right? It was like this uh, softer, more almost organic dystopia, like more of a reversion. It, well, I guess it wasn't even a dystopia. It was like a re- societal reversion. And it wasn't like any of this, like just our way of living was met upheaval, but not really so much how we treated one another. Uh, though, you know, there were contrasting, you know, ways of governing and treating people and belief systems and stuff. And so I think like the ability of the mass to enable that and to enable like a, a lot of the episodes to have strong uh, connection to their concept and then finding a theme that resonated uh, w- was good. I also think that I just forgot the other point I was going to make because then I got distracted. Another fun thing that I didn't ex- expect when I was first, after I first started making the first episode, or maybe it was the second episode, was like, okay, well, how are they going to, if this is all some sort of mysticism too? or whatever superpower, I mean, whatever goddess powers, uh, how are these two humans going to restore these math principles? And then also, like, uh, I guess I haven't done it. Like, at some point I was like, oh, this could open opportunity for big boss battles, uh, and that'll be fun. Like, uh, a lot of the episodes could culminate because they said, well, it shouldn't be easy. Like, I do not want it to be, even though people are sleeping I don't want it to be easy for Dr. Triangle and Isosceles to solve these things. Because uh, paradoxically, then it'll be actually too boring and it won't be his sleepy. Like, uh, I think so there has to be some, like, uh, even though the narr- kind of narrative cohesion of sleep with me is like kind of wadded up, uh, what is that, masking tape, uh, it still has a cohesion. It's just a wadded up kind of cohesion instead of putting the masking tape, like, straight on the walls, right, uh, wherever you put, put, put masking tape. And so, I don't know, my, oh, so the, the ability for the mask principle and the procedural to do that worked. Uh, but I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the big boss battles. I think that was just fun uh, for me. Like, I think I did one or two or maybe just one in uh, – the last holiday season one, and, and that kind of like, I said, oh, I like this. Uh, it gives me a chance to play with uh, like this different idea and something from video games. Uh, so that was fun. What are the reasons was it super sleepy? That's what I was trying to talk about. I think there was one or two. Oh, the idea of that they were performers, I think, added this extra ability uh, to, to kind of, I don't know if the right word is like tangentialize, uh, but to break the rules of traditional storytelling when you have to be interesting is like when they're making plays, and a lot of times they're having to make the plays up on the spot to, to meet the, their needs to solving uh, the mystery, uh, that enables like uh, really tons of things, like not only to get to know the characters better, which actually didn't work out the way I thought it would, 
but enable like really bore like the, the times when I could really put people to sleep, really dense stuff uh, for people to make monologues or ex, expo, you know, expository type speeches. I mean, and when I say what I didn't think would work was like I did kind of, and this will go into what didn't work. Like I did kind of view. Going into making the series, I viewed Isosceles as a much more dominant uh, character and a blowhard and full of ego and more jerky. Uh, But as I kind of formulated it, like as I started making it and writing it, uh, I don't know. I I kind of just die. For some reason, sometimes I like stuff on the extremes, but both these characters, I kind of try to bring them more into the grays. Uh, and even like st- parts where I would, I mean, uh, Isosceles definitely hammed it up, but not to the degree, like I actually, as I know the character, like it was almost like it was a r- little bit more restrained than I expected. And that was just the ability for working with the character and being like the character saying, no, I don't feel like going to that. Like, uh, it just, it just isn't fitting within the tone. Like when the story talks back to me like that, or maybe it's part of making it. It's like saying, oh, okay, I'm hearing you, or I'm hearing myself probably, you know, as I'm writing it, uh, and that's not working, so let's try it in this more reserved way. At the same time, that was a little bit of an internal internal conflict, uh, and I think it also created, a, like, a, it did create, so there is this difficulty with the first seasons, which is why a lot of these shows always get a second season, it's because the first season really is feeling out the concept and getting to know the characters. And this one, I kind of feel like uh, they were just barely getting aired out, right? Like, uh, and it was a shorter 10 episode just because I was looking at the release schedule. And I said, okay, well, this is what we have time for as far as before the holidays, uh, as I was looking at when we would have releases of episodes. Like, uh, this spring when I was planning it out or whatever. So, I don't know. Like, sometimes that can be a little bit disappointing to me is, like, wanting, like, and again, this is something everybody talks about. Ira Glass is a great example of, like, how you see a project and how you would like it to be and then how your creation of it uh, is. But it's still, like I said, okay, it met all those things. uh, And I guess I've learned... But here's the so we'll go into a new phase of learning though, which is exciting, an exciting possibility, I guess. Yeah, but it was like uh, that. Uh, okay, like yeah, this is how your first seasons kind of go because you don't have the luxury of like world, like doing a complete world build or a complete character. It's like you you've just get the work has to be done. But that's what's nice about these second seasons is like nuns in space. It's like able to get to know the loving relationship between Stan and Scooter or uh, Big Farm in the Sky season two of like seeing uh, G and DK uh, grow and solve their cases. Uh, it's just exciting for me like to see them grow, like, I don't know, to see the characters be more developed uh, within this concept, context. Uh, now, that being said, I just felt like, one, I felt like because I hadn't, I feel like one lesson I learned that can be changed is that 
giving first season character voices is something I maybe need to do a little bit different from now on. Because one thing is that I felt like a little bit tropey, even though the characters as I viewed them, and especially Dr. Triangle, is that I wanted Dr. Triangle to be very open to the audience, uh, creating their own version of Dr. Triangle in their minds. Uh, So Dr. Triangle, I think, had a bit more ability... Not that the audience had to relate to Dr. Triangle Isosceles or Ada, but that I, I just wanted Dr. Triangle to be a little bit more. I know who Dr. Triangle is, but I also wanted the listeners, as with all the characters, but a little bit more with Dr. Triangle to kind of uh, be able to imagine their own version or whatever. I don't, I don't know if you know what I mean. And then Isosceles too, but Isosceles is a little bit more of like a just a slightly more uh, center stage type personality. What does that have to do with things? I guess just like, uh, oh, what did I learn? So I guess moving forward, like the show is not in a position yet, like with our Patreon for me to be able to like put out a Patreon exclusive episodes, but it is like, I think we're probably like a thousand patrons away from being able to do that like once a month. So that's a pretty big gap, but I did think about like, okay, it's going to be a little while uh, till I do another new season because it's like I have the holiday series planned and then the the next season uh, will probably be, it's not 100% locked because I got to do the holiday series. Uh, but I have a feeling of what our series will be to start out 2018. It'll be a, a new, like a re, like a, a return to two characters. Um, so we'll see about that. But, but so, oh, the one thing, so I think because I didn't, like, I don't have a whole season, I think I need more time before the first episode of a new series to develop the character voices, the actual voicing of them and the intonations and just the their way they dialogue uh, because I did feel like it, they kind of fell into this, like, uh, tonally, a bit like Bessos, uh, I mean, uh, uh, JC, James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears, which was kind of almost unintentional because the characters are, Dr. Triangle and James Cashpenny uh, are similar only in that they're both kind of competent characters. Uh and I guess they do have some vices that they're driven by, uh, different vices. But uh, and then Richard Warren Sears and uh, Isosceles are kind of similar, but Richard Warren Sears is a much more extreme version and much more uh, less like uh, Isosceles is just really a family-based person in their deepest motivations, and then wanting to be center stage. Uh, so, I don't know. I may try to figure out something. I mean, this would be not until, like, spring of 2020 uh, to, to, to figure out, like, oh, with our next new series, is there a way to put out mini-sodes for patrons, like, uh, at a certain tier, uh, like, to start working with the character voices, and do we have time for that in edi- editing budget? So, it's just something I thought about of, like, and it was literally just, like, two days ago when I was walking the dog, and I was thinking about recording this. I said, well... I don't know. I'm just a little displeased to tone, like, uh, 
not with the characters of who they were or who I felt they were when I was speaking as them, but of actually the voices I was giving to them. It fell a little short. It just in my not a big deal. I'm not. This isn't like a super big criticism of myself or anything. But just something I could do a little bit better, out of respect for the characters, to be in all honesty, because uh, once they're developed in a sense, then it's like uh, it is my job uh, to live up to their standards or something, right? It's like, uh, and particularly when I'm trying to do something a little bit more open, where listeners could identify in their own ways with the characters. It, or they don't have to. I mean, it, this is just an, always an experiment for me, too. So, I don't know. So that's one thing I probably will do differently. Uh, but also, I guess, well, here's another thing that I didn't think of till I was already recording. This was like, uh, maybe I made a mistake uh, in the scheduling, too. Because I, what I did was like I had, uh, we did the Nuns in Space and then the, the new series was just the holiday series. And then we went back to a season two. Uh, so looking back, it's like maybe those muscles kind of have to be stretched for a longer period each year. Cause it's like, well, that's a pretty long time between, but it was like, once I had the concept for, uh, Big Farm in the Sky season two, I kind of wanted to jump on it for, I, I don't know, I, just because I, I did, I was excited about it. And I was excited to get back to those characters. So, again, I think, like, uh, planning 2020 out, uh, which is wild, it probably would be, like, a, a shortener, a 10-episode ten, ten season of, like, uh, of what, what we're going to do. And then making sure I have that 10-episode ten, ten span for something new, which I have no idea at this point. But, uh, you know, it's not a big deal. It'll, it'll, it'll all come out. Uh, so I don't know. I think that's like a couple of things. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know. I hope you enjoy these or they're not super navel gazy or self-indulgent. Uh, but I mean, as we've tested out these recap ones or look back ones, I know it resonates with people like knowing that it's like the struggle making stuff, but it's always a struggle that uh, has hope in it and fun in it. Uh, that's like, oh, we get to, I get to solve these problems within the context of making this show, it's one of the reasons why I love making it. Uh, I mean, the main reason being it puts you to sleep, which is like, it makes it even cooler because then it's a par- paradox, which uh, is awesome. Uh, and just, I don't know how close I get to develop this closeness with these characters or play with like, Oh, this didn't, or that it's also okay that it doesn't always work all the time how we want it or be perfect. And then it's still is like really effective. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like it's like whatever you're making, maybe like it doesn't have to be perfect or it doesn't have to come out great. Uh, or uh, it, it's all part of the process. Right. So I guess that's it. I'm trying to think of anything else with this. See, I didn't really learn anything about math too much. Uh, new. Other than, I guess, if you eat a pie with, like, uh, some sort of high-powered pie, you know, infinite pie in there, you know. So, oh, and, like, uh, to explain where things left off, basically, Sashat and uh, Discordia got ingested so much of infinity that, uh, like, they spread, spread their pieces across the world. 
And Dr. Triangle and I essentially said, I guess in some sense they were granted some sort of infinity. I guess in not in a great way. Like they have to pretty much uh, spend the rest of their or, or eternity like wandering in, in finding those pieces. Uh, so it did kind of set up a next season for them uh, just because it, it, it just all fell into place. Um uh, but the main thing is I appreciate you falling asleep or listening to this podcast or being there. And I'm glad I can be there for you because it's important. Your rest and your comfort's important. Uh, good night.